Matt from Fireball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope that you're doing well. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Here with my partner in crime fighting vigilante Williamson. Vigilante Williamson here in the seventh episode of the Culture Crime Fighters, not the eighth, because last week was not an episode of the Culture Crime Fighters. Oh, did I get the numbers wrong? Yeah, it's right. It wasn't an episode, technically. No. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't, it wasn't. Yeah. Which number did you put? You put seven or eight? I think I put seven. I don't know. Okay, seven's right. Um, seven's right. Okay, good. Seven. Then this is the Culture Crime Fighters. We are a Culture Crimes Task Force so powerful, so far-reaching, not even the most dastardly of villains can escape. Our goal is to identify and defeat all culture criminals wherever they lurk and destroy them. For too long have these Cretans carried out their nefarious deeds, and we will sit for it no longer. Beware. You may commit your culture crimes, but if you do, justice will be served at the hands of the culture crime fighters. Hello. How's it going, hey, everybody? Man. Yeah, how is it going, everybody? Got a pretty yeah. healthy chat going already. We've got a sentient yeah. dildy is in the chat. Hello, sentient dildo. Hell, man. Snort a poopus cuber. Shout out to the polar bear. Uh, Sentient sex toy contingent. Uh, and demographics we reach. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Got Grinakuma and uh, the Islington yeah. girl and Jake D. Oh, the gang's all here. Hi, gang. Yeah. Appreciate you all being How's here. It going, Vidge? It's going. It's going pretty good, man. Uh, quite a bit to talk about, really. There's there's a lot of stuff, like little different things we can, we can touch on. But how are you doing, man? How's the move been? How's everything going? As far as uh, it's going. Austin, I know I kind of asked you a little bit beforehand, but no, that's all right. I mean, it, it's going. I'm making it work. Um, you know, just like doing my best without all my stuff. But I, I got I got yeah. news from the movers, so they're they're moving out in the next 24 hours. However long it takes mm -hmm. for the stuff to get to me, I don't oh, know. Geez. But uh, making it work. I got a new microphone, new Chromebook on the way, and uh, I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm just gonna. Just trying to do the best I can with what I got, my friend. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I appreciate you being able to make the uh, podcast this week. I know it's a lot. It's hard without all your stuff, but uh, hopefully you get yeah. it soon, man. It's kind of, kind of jacked up, but yeah, it shouldn't thing. be too too much longer. Hopefully, I don't know. I'll make it yeah. work. Anyway, I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Happy to be streaming with you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, man. Likewise. Yeah, I've been listening Likewise. to some of your uh, some of your streams, man. You are you are. Um, like I was re-listening back to the Tell Lounge. You're you're a great host, my friend. Really, I I just hope that yeah. I'm glad the channel's still here. Seriously, I'm glad we didn't nuke it. Me everything. too. <laughs> I tried not to, but a Me couple too. times it got got a bit spicy. Uh -oh, well, that's what, spice, that's what I love about you. You froze for a little What's bit. That? I'm like, oh man, they're about to nuke us now. There's a little bit of freezing. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I'm kind of at the mercy of this internet connection right now, so I, yeah. I hope that it's solid. And this computer is not the fastest, but it is what it uh, is. But we do have some super chats to start out already, which is cool. Wonderful. Cool. Uh, Jake D with a five dollar super chat. Thank you very much, Jake D. Hail. Uh, and it says, "Nice new intro." Hail, gentlemen, and chat. Hail, Jake D. Yeah. One of the favored, uh, one of the members of this community, wonderful guy, got me my start for the most part, uh, you know, 
well, streaming with anyone that wasn't just me. Yeah. Uh, Snorty Poopa says a wee bit of buffering is all. Yes, I apologize. Uh, Bear, you guys are going to have to. I, it's this week's setup. I apologize. We'll do what we um, have to. We'll do what we have to. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Uh, the Islington girl with a $5 super chat. Uh, here's some money from my jerk utility company that had to pay me back after overcharging me for two years. Oh, yeesh. <laughs> well, that sucks. It's Thank true. you very much. I'm them. glad that they gave you the money back and that you shared it with us. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Very generous. Very generous. So, um, so yeah, some, some stuff going on this week. <laughs> stuff going on. And uh, chiefly, the... Uh, What's his name again? Ray Wilson? Is that it? Ray Ray Fisher. I'm go. I've you know I I've had a you know where I'm not gonna call him Cryborg, but I understand you if you do. Uh, but real quick, speaking of um wokeness, Ascension Dildo says, Matt, I think you're a great progressive and an ally for letting an oppressed minority run your channel. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Thank well, you, Ascension Dildo. We appreciate. You. We thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've always been a supporter of marginalized people. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! That's what kills me about the, the 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 Ray Fisher thing. Like, because I have multiple. There's a there's multiple takes to this. Because there's multiple layers. Because first, I want to say two things can be true. Because one thing I do not understand is why people. I understand criticizing Ray Fisher because I'm about to. Um, but I don't understand defending Warner Brothers who pissed in your face just a couple weeks ago and we're still the most wrong in this whole situation and the only thing you're defending them is because they didn't let their creepy ass director who's got a lot of uh smoking when it comes to that fire being a creep um they didn't let him steal the movie from the guy whose kid offed himself and they didn't let back on the movie so that's what you're defending like it's i get listen the fact that like reading this article um, and actually, I have it shared so if you want to share it. Wait, can I? I just want to clarify oh, on what you were saying just a second ago. Because what when you said the creepy director was that Joss or was Joss, that Zach? Joss Joss Whedon? Oh, Joss okay. Whedon. I'm talking about that creep. Yeah, because Zach is not necessarily he's an asshole. Yeah, I've never heard that he's a creep. Nah, but... nah, not the creep thing. Yeah, I was talking about Joss. But yeah, they they were that's what they were doing in order to to. Uh, take Ray Fisher's part away but at the same time goodness man everything is about like he really th he's he's selling it like this cyborg role was like Rosa Parks sitting on the bus like man chill <laughs> <laughs> dude chill that's hilarious but that's the thing multiple things are true you don't have to this is not mutually exclusive you can still say hey Warner Brothers you probably were assholes and Joss Whedon you are an asshole and Ray, you're probably trying to milk this, and you probably have a point at the same time. I understand seeing shadows. I understand there's like a little part in the article where they talk about not wanting him to be an angry black man. I could get, and it, one thing the article doesn't talk about is the fact that he did have a movie. There was a cyborg movie that was planned, and that got scrapped. So I can get being pissed from his perspective of the entire character got changed, as we saw with the um, wheat, not wheat and cut. The uh, Snyder verse, the Snyder cut. Um, we saw a different version, and it was a totally different character. And honestly, it was one of the biggest, you know, positives to me in the movie. And you can see where he got wrong. But like I said, man, he just—I—I I, I almost did a one eighty, 
I'm at a 90 degree change. Like I, I'm not going to call him cryborg. I'm not going to shame him, but I'm not going to stop you if you do, man. Cause I get it. I, to me, I, I'm not, I don't have really like a strong opinion about this either way. Honestly, like yeah. I think it's interesting fodder for conversation. Like I was listening to the midnight mm-hmm. Z stream about this, but yeah, like, too. honestly, if it were just me, just as a fan, as like not, you know, a cultural commentator, I wouldn't even yeah. pay attention to this. I wouldn't even hear yeah, this. me neither. I, It'd be I like, who cares? Okay, that. whatever. Yeah, great. More <laughs> yeah. racism. Like, the, the the assertion that Warner Brothers, that Hollywood would do anything that was alienating minorities in the late 20, any, 20 teens is laughable. That's a that's a laughable concept to me. It's like it you has been I, the focus. What? What's going what? I would disagree because Batwoman is fucking driving a van down by the river. Intentionally alienating is probably a better word because they a lot of oh, their okay. wokeness I, is. I, yeah, that- I know what you mean. Meaning that they would that they would try to lower the depiction of people of color yeah. in their in their movies. It's like, are you paying attention to anything that's going on in Hollywood now? Will their depictions be inept? Certainly, but the idea that they would be, um, we, we want to make sure we minimize his character and his family, and because we're all these like secret racists, is ridiculous. Yeah. And that, and I guess that's where I kind of, like, I get why people are upset, and I but I, it's also like fuck Warner Brothers. I don't want to defend them on anything, but um, one thing I, if there's a hot take to my take is I do think his original tweet, which actually doesn't mention race at all, it has a, a air accuracy, especially because uh, one thing that's left out, one thing that's brought up in that article, and I think other articles this is some of the treatment that Gal Gadot and maybe even um. Momoa may have faced, but he said Joss Whedon's onset treatment of cast and crew of Justice League was gross, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Accountability over entertainment. Had he not made it a racial issue at all, he probably would have more people defending him. 100%. it, It is so... The the boy who cried wolf at this point with racism, where yeah. you're just like, I don't believe you. I, I hear it constantly. I'm sorry. I, I just, how many times am I going to hear this? Uncover the situation and be like, that's not racism. It's like it's so unfa- unfortunate because it means actual incidences of racism are going to go unacknowledged because it's just yeah. so over talked about. Like you're like, okay, all right, I don't believe you. Yeah, had he not, and it's not just. This like the, how many stories that like if we especially us because we you know been doing channels and stuff have we seen mm-hmm. over the past six months every few weeks it was like oh Ray Fisher is back in another news yeah. for something else it's like goodness gracious if he there were a million well, I, I do think, think he was wrong but man he handled it he mishandled it yeah I, same, look I ahead. think he's got a legitimate gripe as an actor if like I show uh, you just cut me out of my movie and I had all these this arc and all this stuff that we shot and some new guy comes in, like, you know, I would have an issue with it. And maybe if I was a black guy, maybe I'd be like, you know, this feels a little racist. Like you cut down my part and this, that, and the other. The thing is though, like that happens in acting a lot. Like people will Mm -hmm. show up to their premiere only to learn, only to learn that their entire role had been cut from a movie and no one told them. Yeah. That happened to the Joker, uh, Jared Leto in the same universe. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens like, fairly frequently. 
Is it cool? No. Should you be upset about it? Sure. Is it racist? I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. You know, it's like, it's just bad storytelling. Like if, if the only thing he bungled was the cyborg storyline, maybe you'd have a case, but that whole thing was a clusterfuck. It's like, you know, it's just one more casualty of that whole mess, you know? And it's, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting <laughs> thing because I think like, like Uche did a stream. I mean, it's Uche, but Uche was doing a stream, like hashtag <laughs> I stand with Ray Fisher. And I think, even Culture Casino, at least early on, I, I watched his video this morning, like his six-minute news video, which is a pretty cool little video. Um, yeah, but he yeah. mentioned um, that I, he, it sounded like his opinion was that he, like, they, like Ray was going to expose some people in Hollywood. I, I don't know. To me, it just sounds. I don't know like that a, that happened. Go ahead. No, no, it just, it just sounds to me like it just sounds like Cryborg. It does. Yeah, I, I I don't stand with him. I'm not going to call him Cryboard because I do think he has a gripe. I do think he has a gripe. Um, I get seeing ghosts. I get feeling like, what the hell are they talking If that angry black man conversation, I get that's awkward. But the, the one thing I won't defend is the damn Booyah, because if you didn't do enough research to know that he said Booyah in a cartoon, then that's on you, Ray. Like, you got to fucking, that's just, that. The, the, his him being mad about that tells me he didn't even research the role. Honestly, because well, like you isn't would know Cyborg's inclusion in the Justice League. Isn't, off, isn't yes. Cyborg even being in the Justice? What's that? Oh, no. Oh, I said, is it again? off? Yeah, a little bit. And so I think it's the timing is getting messed up. Rats. Um, no, I was saying, but isn't isn't Cyborg even being there kind of like a bit of inclusion and diversity? Because I was listening to Young Rippa's Justice League history video last night. And like Cyborg is a very peripheral character in that universe like he's not really part of the justice league no he's a teen titan and yeah. that's a very like recent past so, like, 10 years they made him you're even so even your inclusion is like hey we're trying to make this more diverse and you're like it was so racist it's like you're not even supposed to be there man like that character doesn't and even belong in that in that, in that fighting there force. are more prominent black characters Honestly, like even if you wanted to include, you would have probably picked a more. Pro I would have thought Green Lantern, John Stewart, because a generation of kids grew up with the cartoon it was him as their Green Lantern. So outside of race, there's like a generation of kids who that is their Green Lantern. And now they're in their 20s and 30s. So you would have thought that Green John Stewart, Green Lantern, if you got to pick a diverse, quote unquote, hashtag trademark um character you would have went with that honestly especially because green lantern yeah. if you watch that same thing usually the green lantern is a part of justice league and there's at least one of them so sentient yeah. sentient dildo says uh, uh sentient dildo says listen uh -huh. to matt people he knows a lot about what's up <laughs> i'm just saying oh to what sentient dildo said go ahead yeah he says uh he says he knows a lot about being erased from movies so <laughs> <laughs> fuck you stay classy sentient dildo stay classy <laughs> I love him. I love him. All right. Do you want to open the article and we'll get into it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, I just had to tweet up real quick because I, I actually do think the tweet has some some merit. Had he just fucking kept it, hey, this is a and I got it shared. I don't know if you can open it. Um, yeah, I can. There you I go. Just, cool. You know, this is just a tweet first. And, and yeah, again to kind of recap the tweet, I actually think that the tweet has merit. He just said that uh, Whedon's onset treatment was gross, un un abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. And there's there's merit to that. 
but this article, man, like I said, somebody who he almost got to 180. It's a rough thing. But at the same time, I don't like defending Warner Brothers because they just pissed in my face. And honestly, all they did was steal a movie away from a guy who whose kid off themselves. So like it's not like they did this for something good. And the movie sucked. Um, I can go through that <laughs> real quick. You think the movie sucks now? No, the first one, the oh, original the Justice one. version. The Justice, Justice cut. Yeah. It, it was it was not good. Right, um, they bungled it, and it's yeah. It almost seems like the only things Warner Brothers do, does right is kind of by accident. Like, yes, just, it seems like, you know, like when they intend to do things, it always seems like a mess. Like, you know, the, this the Snyder cut that's been so well received, pretty much you know universally. Uh, it sounds like it's created such a division amongst executive types and old Hollywood types and people who want to keep their power and like people who actually want to make interesting entertainment. It seems like it's created such a rift, like in their own company. And it's like, they, yeah, like they don't seem like the kind of people I want to cheerlead for. Yeah. And uh, just some uh, more support for John Stewart. Gazillionaire says John Stewart is a great character and Manilo Rivera is right. Zach did try to include John Stewart, but Warner Brothers said no because they're doing something else with the Green Lanterns, and they're stupid. They 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 don't know what they're doing. They never have yeah, a uniform no. plan, ever. No, they it, it really seems like they they fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, and that's really that's what it boils down to. None of this would be happening if Warner Brothers didn't fuck it up. So as much shit as I'm going to talk about Ray Fisher in the next few minutes, I want that to be clear. This is still I still blame. Warner Brothers, at, if I had to blame one person, to me, they're the most at fault because them being a clusterfuck caused yeah, all Yeah, that's a great point of view. Uh, would you mind reading it, though, just because the resolution is so crappy on this Chrome Okay, book. no problem. No problem. Thank you. Uh, go with the headline. And this is a long article, so we don't have to go through the whole thing. Oh, and, and real quick, just before you do, apparently it is National Beer Day, uh, and so oh. I'm celebrating with a Lone Star beer in celebration of the new state that I live in, Tejas. So, cheers. Yeah. Hell. And hell to the chat. Midnight's Edge after dark. Just oh, shit. In. What up, Thomas? Hell, Tom. How's it going, man? I was hell watching time. your uh, watching and mentioned your stream earlier on the Ray Fisher situation. Yeah. So Your stream was pretty. Informed. Uh, yeah, definitely informative. And I mean, disagree with some points, agree with others. And we'll yeah. go over it. I like uh, I thought it was a great chat. I don't know if you got the chance to see that, but uh, did, a great actually. panel. Really like lots of cool. Yes. Plant was there. It was a really good show. Oh, shout out to Paulie. Shout out to Mr. H, whose movie just released. If you haven't checked yes. it out, and I actually have to check it out. I want to see it. Yeah, it's on, uh-huh. it's on YouTube. Nah. Yeah, I know, for free. Yeah, it's free. He's selling like um, Blu rays with the um, special, like behind the scenes and different stuff like that. But um, yeah, and Last apparently he doesn't know, know how many he can sell because he said he doesn't know how much money he'll make because he's, you know, this is the first time he did it. Yeah, so I, I got that impression when he was promoting it. And like, um, uh, I forgot the other guy from Midnight's Edge was trying to like pump it up. And he's like, yeah, no, I, it wasn't that good. I wish I could change it. He's like, all right, I'll <laughs> sell your movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like too busy being a, like, a, uh, uh, oh, you know how artists are. They yeah, stuff. Just, being overly, just being overly, overly. humble. <laughs> Did yeah. Disease just give himself a shout out? <laughs> Did he? Yeah, it's a disease. Shout, shout out, out to disease. disease. Yes, he did. <laughs> shout out to disease. Shout out, shout out to disease. disease. All right, let's uh, get into this. Ray Fisher opens up about uh, Justice League, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon and the Warner and Warners. Uh, I don't believe some of these people are fit for leadership. 
Over the past year, the actor has assailed the filmmaker and studio in harsh but cryptic tweets for what he said was racist and inappropriate conduct. I'm not so indebted to Hollywood that I haven't been willing to put myself out there. Ever since June 2020, when he fired off a tweet, again, that's this tweet that I just read a second ago, uh, which again, I, I you know, there's a sentiment of truth to it. Uh, accusing Joss Whedon of gross, abusive, and unprofessional, completely unacceptable conduct on the set of Justice League. The 33-year-old actor has used social media and a series of interviews to lie serious allegations and racist behavior. Racist, I'm sorry. Racist. I don't know if you can say racist. Behavior and a cover-up at Warner Brothers. Um, for Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the film, Issue is no longer so uh, so much what happened on the set in 2017 after the director was replaced by Joss Whedon, though he's ready to explain that too. His unrelenting focus in, the, in recent months has been the way of executives. First at Warner Film Studio, then his parent Warner Media handed allegations raised by himself and others. Well, um, I, I'll just say this uh, before we go any further. Like the idea yeah. that they would want to cover up that there would be an internal cover-up, I believe that 100%. No, no matter what yeah. the allegations are, the idea that the studio would have some kind of drama and wouldn't want it to get out and they'd want to take care of it before the public saw it, I believe that 100%. Yeah. And to be, you know, for the longest time, the Snyder Cut was a myth. And True. they were older, you know, there's no Snyder Cut. There's no Snyder Cut. So I, I think this this whole thing was a mess and Warner has been trying to just bury it since then. Including this, just everything, just scorch earth, get rid of it. I believe and, uh, that. That has not sure. happened. That has not happened. Uh, oh, just another red shirt here. What's up, just another? Hell, red just shirt. another red shirt. Hell, not just another red shirt. He's the red shirt. The red shirt. Um, and hell, everyone else who may have showed up. I see Mike Beat, uh, Rajesh, who I just saw on Jake D with um talking about Tropic Thunder. So shout out to Rajesh. Oh, shout out to Jake D. Rajesh is streaming. Yeah, he was just streamed. He uh, streamed with JD. They were talking That's about Tropic Thunder. Up. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. Right on. More ch- more channels. That's what we need. We need more channels. Join the true resistance. And uh, Brightest Day, I'm not sure if he's here. He's helping me with my shorts because I've been trying to do uh, shorts, the little TikTok thing, and apparently I've been doing it wrong, but hopefully I'll get it back. <laughs> I saw you put yeah. out short content. That made me happy. I, I watched. Um, I watched the. I'd already seen it because I was there live, but it was the uh, the story of that dude. Um, I forgot his his wife, like his situation with the with like the ladies in his life. Oh, the guy. Oh, Sean Watson. Hey, hey Jennifer Cisco's here. Hey, Jennifer Cisco. Hey, Jennifer Cisco. I haven't seen you live oh, in so long. Great to see you. Yeah, she actually watched one of those videos. Yeah, brightest day, hell, brightest hell, day. Brightest day. He is there. Yeah. Oh, we're getting. In the, is this prime streaming time right now? I did not know that Dutch kitty. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot Dutch going kitty. on right now. A lot oh, of streaming. boy. So it's a busy day. Competition. Yeah. We well, still got 16 people here. It's hell yeah, we good. do. 16 rock stars. Yeah, you guys are rock stars. God, reading this article, man. And I'm I'm going ahead, and I'll just say my issues, man. Yeah, man, go for As it. A, I'm gonna go with a, my Stephen A. Smith as a black man. Um, I just hate like wanting the narrative. Like I see this. This is a little further ahead, but it's like Fisher was raised by a single mother and his grandmother. And what the fuck does this have to? Do? And this is like a, there's a lot of what the fuck does this have to do? With what we're talking about? But it's but it's a part of the narrative, and it's like this is what makes. This is why he gets criticism, which. To be fair, again, to Ray Fisher, he actually defended uh, fans. That that story kind of, you know, could have been political. Who knows? 
But um, when Ann Sarnoff said something about uh, toxic fans, he defended fans. And a lot of those fans have and probably still will call him cryboard, but he did defend them. So I will give him that. But this article just projects so much fucking weakness. And I'm just tired of seeing that personally. That's a personal thing. I get that. I think that's reasonable. I think a lot of these, it's like Cameron Pasha says it a lot that these rat, like the um, outlets are written. They're basically PR for the industry. Like they, they kind of powerful people within the industry use it to get whatever they want out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this could not be this potential that this is not an exception. And that this is yeah. almost exclusively written by a PR person, you know, someone who does publicity. And that's why they include that, that thing to make them seem more sympathetic. I believe that. I, I believe that. But it's fun. These things that are now tennis of sympathy and all that just it's come off as weak. And I don't know if that's just me reading into them. I'm just I don't want I'm tired of seeing them. I'm it comes off a little racist, too, to be completely honest. Yeah, that, too. You know, and that, sort of that's the patronizing. That's what I mean. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, we're just okay. This poor black boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of that shit. That's what it comes across. We, as. Buckaroo Bizow is here. Bay's out. What's Hell. up, man? Nooner raid. Cool. Raid. Hey. Yeah. Hey. What about Will Smith? He was in Suicide Squad. He was indeed in Suicide Squad. Isn't girl? That's James. No. Who did that one? First one was David Ayer. Talk about Will Smith. Uh, he was That's in it. David Ayer. And then Sentient Dildo with his racism. Talking about crack rock. Has, has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I was no, I was tolerant to to, to your people. Of of sentient sex toys, and this is the this is the, this is the thanks I get. We're supposed to be united, brother. Yeah, <laughs> just messing with your sentient, just messing with it. Um, you know, I'm gonna I, I'll, I'll read the part about Catherine Forrest. Uh, Catherine Forrest, a former federal judge who conducted the water media probe, tells THR a statement that in, in interviews more than eighty witnesses, she found no credible support and claims. Uh, for racial animus or racial insensitivity, a Warner spokesperson notes that the company made extraordinary effort to accommodate Mr. Fisher's concern about the investigations and to ensure its fullness and fairness as its complete confidence in the investigation process and forced its conclusions. Um, it definitely sounds like it was written by a lawyer, but yeah, if they didn't, if, if Hollywood didn't find racism, there's probably none there. Yeah, I will just for Angel's Advocate per, uh, purposes, you know, it is a Warner conducted interview or conducted investigation. Um, so but I, I also in the same way that I said the first statement about like this tweet can still be accurate. There's a way for that tweet to still be accurate, that there was a abusive shit that Joss Whedon did, but it nece- wasn't necessarily racially insensitive that that does exist. I don't doubt it for world. one second. I was a I was a PA on a John Demi movie once when I was like young. And this like mm-hmm. second AD, this second is she was one of the most abusive people I've ever worked for. She just was mm. the second before I said or did anything, she's just like snapping at me and yelling and super aggressive and super hostile. And you just have to listen to them because it's this weird political hierarchy. And you know, you're you're lucky enough to be there. So you have to eat this shit. The idea that Joss Whedon is toxic or even that Hollywood film sets mm. are toxic is like, yeah, it's Hollywood. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but it's like just frame it like that, you know, and it yeah. can be true. I, I, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I really think that's and I, you know after I read this, I, I have a, like a tangent point of something. I it has nothing to do with this, but something to do with this a little bit. Cool. Uh, okay, to Fisher who uh, had a few screen credits playing the Half Man Half Machine Cyborg. The first, oh no, my god, the first black superhero in the DC film universe. Oh god, get off! All right, uh, was both. A huge career break and a major responsibility. Uh, Justice League was released in 2017. Jesus. The Marvel. Blade existed. Blade came out in 98. It came out in 1998. It's like 20 some odd years ago. It was 20 years before 20. It was almost 20 years before 2017. Mm-hmm. It was 20 years before Black Panther. I'm not reading that next sentence. Fuck you, whoever wrote that. Um, he was mindful in the film. I'm not reading that sentence. Fuck that sentence. <laughs> I'm not reading this shit. I'm not going to read the super woke stuff because I can't handle it. Well, the thing is, um, they try to make it like it's Jackie Robinson with like these yes! racist dudes sliding with their spikes out. It's like it's not that at all. <laughs> yes. That is okay. Isn't the girl? You're right. Blade is Marvel, but her next sentence was that Black Panther broke ground in 2018. Uh, Black Panther cannot have broken ground. That's That was the next sentence. So I'll, I'll go to it. That's right. why I freaked out. So I and know Tupac's you guys are saying killers are still on the large. Never find them. Yeah, but the year before Marvel broke ground with Black Panther, that was the sentence that I didn't read, but that was what freaked me out and made me set me off because, like, he could not have broken ground with black superhero movies, which is the state what the statement implies, if Blade did it 20 some odd years beforehand. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Lord, and then this is he says while Fisher has dropped details and named names, no, he really hasn't. Outsiders have struggled to understand because he didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> how did we incur his anger? Did Fisher really decline to participate in an investigation which was launched in his own complaints? As Warner's claimed in September, Fisher fighting a righteous battle or a quizzic one where he set out on a path that appears to cost him a place in the DC film universe, even though I think that happened in the opposite order. I think he lost his spot, and that's what he hey, said. Did they, did, did they say chaotic? Chaotic? Did, did they use chaotic. the word chaotic? Q-U-I-X-O-T-I-C. I think that's supposed to be like reference to Don Quixote, which is kind of a fr- like like the, what's it, bending at will- windmills, like a fruitless task, and, and it's like, gee, alright. It's an article in the Hollywood Reporter. To tone it down. Listen, they're, this they're person trying, is trying like to be high art. They're just trying to be overly intellectual. It's unnecessary. Shut up. That's the that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. It's the name of the game. Hey, you know what? To be fair, this overly intellectual. Like a lot of these articles are just so shittily written. This one's at least yeah. like readable. So I'll give okay. them that. Fair. So they they're decent at writing stuff. They can they will they would get a B on my um tenth grade paper. So now in many hours of conversation. Fisher tells his side much of his previous reluctance to spell out story. Wait a second. Hold on. I'm sorry. While Fisher, I'm going back to sentence. He, this is what he said in the first paragraph right before it. While Fisher has dropped details and named names, outsiders struggle to understand. Next paragraph. Much of his previous reluctance to spell out the story. Motherfucker, pick one. I just gave you a compliment. You throw it right back in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick one, and that's fine, but pick one. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Just reading this, like oh, it's Hollywood. Hey, uh, 32 flavors of Nick Weiser's here. 32 flavors. And he's lolling. To... Sorry, he, he's, he's lolling at Cryborg. You're the first. I got that from you last night. <laughs> I thought that was man. hilarious. 
like I said, I'm not gonna cry, call it cry board when, when reading this article. When I read through it right before this, I was just like, God, it's even hard to read. Uh, this is starting guess, to sound like this is just starting to sound like his people wrote it and they're trying yeah. to, you know, like leverage this as something, you know, like kind of, you know, how, um, what was his name? Even though he's got a more legitimate gripe, the kid from, um, from the Star Wars. Yeah, John Boyega. John Boyega. And he's at like the BLM rallies and, you know, being like a figure, you know, like mm-hmm. for, for like a, like a social rights just, uh, figure. So I think it's social justice. Kind yeah. of a little bit of that. Hmm. Isn't the girl brings up, you know, just trying to be like one of these guys who. Sorry, damn delay. Well, the other thing, too, is like, I'm not I'm not a huge expert on like superhero movies, but in my mind, there was like the Superman movies and then like Batman in the 90s. Yeah, but like what? And then a bunch of corny like TV shows, like The Incredible Hulk, or like the really bad Spider Man. Like, was there just a flood of superhero movies that Black people were mm-hmm. being left out of? Like, I feel like it's a relatively no. new genre of movie. It is. It's really it's really the past twenty years that we've seen a bunch of them. Really, after two thousands when we saw the most of them. I, yeah, that's pretty. There like might be Spider-Man. ten or fifteen before two thousand max, and I don't know if it's fifteen. I would say closer to ten. And I feel like Before most Batman of them movie. were probably jokes. Like most of them were probably like like a laughable, oof, Batman too bad forever. you had to do that movie kind of thing. Superman 3, Superman 4, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. You know what I mean? That's half of the superhero movies before 2000 is like stuff like that. So like, that's yeah, all I can really. Yeah, like it's a kind of a newer thing that superhero movies are so popular. So while I'm not saying it's like, you know, they should be happy with what they get. I'm just saying it. I, I just don't feel like it was that ex, like exclusive for that long to make it like this big deal that they keep emphasizing. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, because Batman is like the second, like the 80s Batman is like the second franchise period in, how, in bat superhero movies. But, oh, Black Man like did exist. Black Man and Meteor Man, Godzilla, you're fucking right. There were black superheroes. They were low budget, but they I remember Meteor Man and I remember Blank Man. And they did both pre-day even blade. So Godzillionaire, thank you. But they were made by black people, so they don't count, obviously. Doesn't only the only matters of white people are allies. Well, I think it was I when I was listening to Midnight's Edge, it was something that they were talking about, and it's it's kind of how they say this new generation doesn't want to acknowledge anything that came before so they can have like the big wins and they can fight against whatever tyranny or oppression they think is out there. Um, I think they got yeah. that kind of right, but I also think it's got a lot to do with like the social Marxism of kind of eliminating everything that came before and starting fresh with all the right ideas kind of thing. So I think it's a little bit of column A and column B, why they don't, they refuse to acknowledge the past as having anything positive in it whatsoever. Yeah. And on the chat's tossing out dates. Yeah. Mystery man. Kale was in mystery man. Animation has to not count. You're right. Because they had the super friends. There was black lightning. So really this is actually like the chat is kind of disproving this whole idea that even blade mm-hmm. broke ground because there was like there were superheroes that predate blade. Uh, Blank Man and Meteor Man are com- Blank Man, especially is a comedy. Meteor Man, uh, mm-hmm. s- uh, Spawn, Mystery Men, 
Yeah, there, there's been a lot of superhero movies that included uh, black and, and non-white characters because that's all diversity is apparently. Um, let's, you know, most of this is I'm trying to probably by people. What are you about to say? Yeah, probably by his publicist. Yeah, yeah. probably by his publicist. I do. Can you? Is there any way, Vidge, you can go back in the in the stream? Sorry, is there any way you can just go back in in the the um like the chat? Because uh, Jennifer Cisco sent me a five dollar super sticker, and I wanted to acknowledge oh. it, but I just this computer is so shit. I can't even I can't even oh, like flip between yeah. between windows to try to find what the sticker was. Okay, it is a one of the, like this like Sheena Ibu, I think is the name of the dog. He's in. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. He's saying good yeah. job. He's saying good job. I don't know what he is. Is that like a kimono or just like a jacket? But he's telling us good job. So thank you, Jennifer Cisco. I appreciate it. We thank you, Jennifer Cisco. And I really hope it's not a kimono because that's cultural appropriation, and we just don't put up with yeah, that here at Foulball Productions. We don't. We, no, don't. we don't. And yeah, the chat. Uh, no, thank Hancock. you very much, Jennifer Cisco. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's so many movies that predate Black Panther. We can go. Oh, we Hancock. can do this all day. How come Hancock, Hancock is never mentioned? Hancock yeah. was successful too. Yeah. Will is it because they're comedies? Maybe. Is that why? Will Smith seems know. not to count because he was like a. I remember him being the star of the nineties. Like Tom the from guy. Midnight said. That was Tom's from Midnight. Uh, Tom's point today. He said, uh, "Who was the biggest star in the eighties? And it was Eddie Murphy. And who was the biggest star in the nineties? It was Will Smith. And who's the biggest star now? Is The Rock." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Those are all great points. I mean, maybe the eighties. You could say Arnold, but like Eddie's top three. Sure. Minimum. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yeah. And maybe in the nineties you could say like Tom, like but like Will's top three, like these guys are no slower than three. And Rock really was number one for a good ten years, like unquestioned is number one guy because they would just toss him at any yeah. fucking thing and it would make money. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such an inconsistent narrative. I mean, you you can do so much research and and uh, you know fact finding to prove how not true what their claims are, but they always just put it out there like it's indisputable, it's inarguable. Yeah, Brian's um, Day brings up another point. Um, fucking Luke Cage was in the MCU and it came out before Black Panther. It was a show. Good point. Well, it wasn't a movie. Um, Buckaroo uh, Baisal, Baisal keeps saying Avar, the first black Superman, 1977. I don't know what that's reference to. I do not know that, uh, Buckaroo ba- Baisal. And Slight as a movie I actually did see. It was a low-budget movie. It was, it was fine. It's fine. And uh, Midnight's Edge brings up Steel. Well, I think they could reboot and redo because I mean you can rehab. Sometimes we have a bad character, they're like a fresh slate. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think, I think, uh, I think Abar was a black exploitation film. Uh, okay, that's yeah. I might check it out. Well, it doesn't seem to be a particularly well received one. Uh, anywho. So like I'm gonna read one or two two more paragraphs because it brings up other people's names. And then, I mean, we know what the rest of this is. I'm going to be honest. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it just goes on with this shit. Um, now, many hours of conversation, Fisher tells his side. Again, much of his pre- previous reluctance to spell out the story, he says, arose because he didn't and still doesn't want to expose the identities of others who shared their stories with him and investigators. I'm not looking to have witnesses lose any jobs. Here we go with another inconsistency. Remember the sentence yeah. I just said? Okay. Those include... Some who wouldn't seem to have any worries about job security like Gal Gadot or Jason Momoa. So 
He doesn't want to expose any identities, but Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot has similar issues. Please pick one. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm begging. I'm begging you to just stop with the inconsistency. Um, others who uh, were yeah, not involved. Yeah, and he's reluctant to do that. He doesn't seem very reluctant to me at all. No. <laughs> how reluctant are you? If that's the ne- I know it's the writer who did it, but how, mu- how much reluctance does he have if the next paragraph is naming names? Like, come on, man. I don't know. He's, stamp- he's stampeding towards the press with this one. They didn't have to investigate, and he reluctantly <laughs> revealed. He's just like, hey, this is what happened. This is what I think. Your yeah, purpose is writing this, dude. Honestly, yeah. Like, your whole team is supportive of this, and they all called you in the morning. We're like, it's going to do great things for us. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Um, oh Dazies with Hell a $2 disease. super chat that says, uh, generic chat message goes here. We appreciate sure you, does, my friend. Sure does. Thank you, brother. Uh, I don't know if that's on the screen or not. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, there we go. I'm I'm behind yeah. everybody. I apologize. This is this will probably be the last stream where we have to deal with this crappy Chromebook. So hey, no worries. Bear with me. Dolomite is the original superhero, says Tom. Dolomite, fight me. Edge, fight me. <laughs> Just fight me. You know who I would who would actually have a little competition, Shaft. Shaft was basically the black sure. Bond. And he was a well received superhero. Or not hero, but like hero character. I consider yeah, huge, impactful character over the course of decades, really, because you had the whole 70s and they rebooted it with uh Samuel Jackson Samuel later. Jackson. So And I yeah. watched that as a kid. Like I watched Shaft as a kid, like, and I didn't think Oh, this is a black movie, or it's like it didn't occur to me, just like it didn't occur to me when I watched Blade. Yeah, yeah, just like it didn't occur to me that it was a female in uh Underworld. It's like these things are only important to these people who want to make such a big deal about it. We don't, we'll like it or we won't. It's the idea that this narrative that the audience needs to be re educated with all of their great ideas is like we're ahead of you. (laughs) <laughs> we're already yes. cool with all this shit you're the one that's hung up on it yeah and the chat is making me want to re-see Meteor Man I forgot how many people were in that movie like James Earl Jones, wow. Don Chino, Eddie Griffin I, have to, I haven't seen Meteor Man since I was a kid it might be one to check out um, yeah. perhaps but the, this, this article again it's, like I said I, 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 I don't want to call the guy Cryboard because I understand having a beef and I don't want to defend fucking Warner even a little bit. They just piss in our faces and they still are to cause all this shit. But I could go this much reading this shit. And oh boy, I don't know. All this just, and it's, I, I pause at a random spot. Fisher says the assertion of a black man would not have his own agency is just as racist as the conversation that Warner was having about Justice League reshoots. And then I could keep going. And keep going mm-hmm. and just pick another random uh-huh. sentence. Uh, uh, Fisher got a call. <laughs> Berg said he the actor had an appalling experience acknowledging that a bunch of straight white men and I could go further and just pick a random sentence. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could do this all day long, literally. Like, that's the article, <laughs> it's a manifesto. And I mean, I'm Dude. literally picking random sentences that are woke. Dude, Ray Fisher is like he's built like a god he looks like he's like he's like 6'3 250 all muscle would you sack yes. the fuck up bro 
Like, would you stop acting like a little bitch, please? Another way of handling this. Like you, you're in the right dude. Like, there's another way of handling this. This God. isn't it, man. No, Jesus. So pussy. <laughs> so what I keep thinking when I read this is like, I think the reason there's so many people critical is like, dude, it's hard to respect you reading this shit. It's mm-hmm. really hard. I'm gonna give an example of. Now, I've really a lapsed wrestling fan, and I haven't watched since the lockdown, since the pandemic plan. Well, I ain't gonna say that. Pandemic started. Um, I haven't really watched wrestling. It really started almost a year beforehand because it started to get worse. And in the in since the pandemic, there's this group called the Hurt Business, all black group. And they the only thing I know because this this is WrestleMania week is they just got broken up, and people are pissed. This in wrestling fans. For the most part, not that there are not a ton of black fans, a ton of fans of other different gra- demographics, they're mostly rural white people. Yet they are defending this group being broke. They don't want to see this group go away. They don't want them to go away. They're out. They're, there was no. They're the ones bringing up race. The fans, not the not the the performers. They're just silent. They're just going about it, doing what they want to do, doing what they're supposed to do. And the fans themselves are stepping up and saying, hey, this doesn't look right. This is wrong. We don't want to see this group go away. We like this group. Based upon the merit of what they did, I think had Ray Fisher said nothing, went behind the scenes, tried to handle it however he wanted to handle it with lawyers, and it didn't work out, I think just the Justice League Snyder Cut, especially with how well it's received, he would have had more support just off the strength of that. Just off if the strength of what he something did. Like- I know it's like a weird example, but if he did something like go on like Uche's stream and like talk about it like a dude, man to man, he'd have so much more support. People would be into it because there were a lot of people like who were looking at this this uh, Snyder cut being like, damn, dude at a point. Yeah. Me. He was that's what- eviscerated. Yeah, you were saying it. And I, I thought it too. I was like, wow, like he got sh- like ripped out of this movie. And it's basically it's almost his movie and yeah. and it's like yeah i could see you having an issue with that but then him doubling down and coming across so soft and fragile yeah. it's like bro you could throw joss whedon like a javelin you're taking shit <laughs> off of him like i don't understand yeah. you just come across so soft and it's like it's hard to care when you're just whining and whining man it's like all yeah. right okay whatever yeah and I I, again know. uh Somebody, Islington girl said, and I said it earlier, his original valid complaint was briefly encapsulated tweet in a tweet. Little ironic. Had he just t- yeah. sent this tweet, said nothing since, his performance would have vindicated him, and everything that came out would have vindicated him. But that's and not the fans would have been behind him. Like Gina never went to uh, any kind of outlet and was like, "Hey guys, please defend me. Like this is, I need help." <laughs> we came to her aid the second it went down because we believed in her, and once we saw her gotten screwed over we we were there for because she was she didn't handle it like a little bitch (laughs) yes god this art i mean and if his publicist didn't write it whoever wrote it just really made him come off like a bitch there's no other words for it i'm not gonna call him cryborg i'm not saying he is a bitch i don't think he is i think he's a dude who had a point and it got lost in the sauce of being like a woke hollywood actor in 2020 going on 2021 and yeah, it's just another another example of someone not having like the 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 base to stand up to speak for themselves. 
you know yeah just like um just like uh what's it, Zack snyder didn't do on the geeks and gamers stream like just yep. needing someone to tell him what to say and how to say it like not being confident enough in your own words to just say it and not not have like a team guiding you and like people yeah. like just uh, yeah. just you know a- actors and i speak as one of you just stick to the words that are written for you and shut the fuck up <laughs> he said it not me he yeah, said you're it. just you're not interesting i don't like what you say like talk on craft fine filming great anything else we don't need it we don't need it yeah <laughs> um maybe we can move on to some good news because i i yeah, didn't see this but i heard about it um uh, on on Midnight's Edge, but I guess there's some new um, Ghostbusters clips out there. Oh, are they? Um, did you want me so to heard. look for them? I would and love to... for that. All righty, let's, uh, let's let's do it. That would be rad. Yeah, I'm curious. It's interesting. Um, all I know is that it's of Stay Puff Marshmallows, uh, mm-hmm. Stay Stay Puff Marshmallow Man's, which to me kind of is like fan service. It's like, you know, remember the chess from the Millennium Falcon from A New Hope? Yeah. Like, yes, I do. You know, remember the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? Like, yeah, I do. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, of course, I remember it? that. Because I, I have a thing about this Ghostbusters 3, man. I don't know that it should still be made. Like, I don't know. Okay, Ghostbusters 2016 was a disaster. Cool. Yeah. I don't know that we need to, like, try again. I know that this will be not woke. But like that doesn't mean it's gonna be good. That doesn't mean it's it not gonna mean that it doesn't. But to me, it's not like precious. It's not the kind of thing that you couldn't toy with. You couldn't have some fun with and try different expressions, like putting out a new Ghostbusters video game or another animated series or something. Like none of that to me would feel exploitative or or. Um, you know, just like gross or opportunistic. Uh, it's like I like Ghostbusters. Even... But... Go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, I'll I, I think there's enough there that you can get into it. But I, I, you know, that's just my opinion. I guess I'm of the. Maybe it's just you know where I'm at with Hollywood. Is like I don't want you to try or do shit. I don't want you to do shit. I don't want you to do anything. Just don't touch Ascension, it. Sentient Dildo agrees with you. He says, "Hands up, don't reboot." Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what, exactly what I feel like. No, no reboots, no peace. Like, just like stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, um, I'm about to the sun is gone. Yeah. I wasn't on camera because of the sun, so I'm here. I am, and I'm still. Crazy. We're never gonna live in a world. We're never going to really live in a world where all the properties are original. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Like having Fair. a built-in audience is too intrinsic with Hollywood now. I, I can't. I can't expect that, or even ask that of them. Um, I would just say, you know, try your best to do it right, and not try to. Don't try to appease anyone except for the people who are already fans. That's all. Yeah, because remember, all these properties were like mainstream at one point. All of them. Yeah, all these properties got normies of the era to go watch. Yeah, it's all 
the only reason it doesn't work is if it's always serving that agenda. I mean, it, these are rarely just inept swings where you're like, oh, they just got it wrong. That wasn't interesting. It's, it's always like you had to intersectionalize it or you had to tokenize it or you had to do whatever you thought you had to do to rewrite the fabric of society. And it, that's always modernize it for these times. We need a Ghostbusters What's that? for these times. We need Ghostbusters for these times. <laughs> we need for to have a conversation about the lack of diversity. Yeah. In a post-Trump world, we need more diversity yeah, and, po- and inclusion at these oh. times. In these God. times. It's like a, with all that's been like going on. factory that comes up with that shit. With all that's been, with all we've been through. With all we've all been all right. through. In these times. So yeah, I got it uh, queued up if you want to share. All right. That's uh this is my All first right. time hearing it. I'm mad so let's, let's let's see it together. Can you ho- hold on just one second oh. for, for the slow yep. poke here? Okay. No worries. Oh, I'm ready. All right. You say you ready? Oh, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Chimoka. <laughs> okay. Strawberry, red velvet, blue velvet. themselves <laughs> all right it's going there stop stop oh that's it huh yeah that's it that's it oh uh is there more that wasn't a lot off i don't know uh chat are there more clips or is that the only one i mean it's 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 fine that's fine it's fine it's fine it's adequate. It's just that, okay. Not not offensive. Not not. No, and also maybe doesn't matter. Like maybe isn't like the idea that it's Stay yeah. Puft Marshmallow doesn't mean anything really. That could that could not even be in the movie. Yeah, it almost seems like it's not like that's just a teaser to like, hey, we're back. We have Paul yeah. Rudd this time. That doesn't bother me at all. That's actually yeah. that was fun. Neither neither. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's fine. Check out the series. Uh, so, was oh, there something like an Easter egg? I, I went out of it. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, a movie. I bet. Okay, I thought there'd be more to talk about there. That's just kind of like okay. Yeah. Paranormal stuff. It was funny. Yeah. It just like uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm so out with Hollywood and reboots. I, I'm mm-hmm. hoping this is good. Um, it'll probably be better than um, Ghostbusters 2016. I don't know what that's worth. You know what I mean? The <laughs> um, Islington Girl says, if Paul Rudd tries to reinvent Vinkman, I'm not here for it. Yeah, uh, I think that kind of is reflecting your sentiment. It's like, you know, you don't necessarily need to dig up every grave. It, and you know, another thing with Ghostbusters, that's a fan base like there are people who don't don't even think Ghostbusters two should exist. 
Like yeah. It, it should have just been one movie and that's it. That's how people feel about uh, Godfather. Some people are, I think there shouldn't even yeah. have been a Godfather 2. Yeah. I'm kind of um, like Godfather 2. kind of in that boat. Look, my opinion is that, like I said, you you can make it kind of interesting. I, 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 you know, there's possibilities that it could be good. I don't, I don't think it's that sacred that you shouldn't touch it, um, because it's kind of just a silly concept. I mean, it's fun. They're fighting ghosts. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's really good. I don't think it's generation defining, and I think you could play with that idea in a lot of different ways. It's just that they seem like they just don't know what they're doing. Because yeah. they, they feel like, to me, they feel bound. Like they don't want to offend like the Wokies. So that's why they intersectionalize the whole thing. But then they're so terrified that the f- fans are going to be upset that they just make the safest, most obvious choice for the fans. So you're like, it just, it seems like they can't take any swings. Yeah. That's a good point, man. And that's, I think, um, kind of have themselves like um in a corner in that way because mm-hmm. uh, at least they're starting to know that fans disagree with them and they are starting to at least account for the, that in some way shape or form um even if it's sometimes it's to piss in our face but they at least start, are starting right. to realize hey there's a group of people who don't want this shit and i talked about a few weeks ago well, um go ahead no, I mean, I just, think there's part of that, part of the people that like over at Disney and Lucasfilm that thought that bringing back Palpatine was something that the original fans would have enjoyed. I do. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, like they're like, hey, from the old ones, remember? Like, I think they thought, like, even though they knew it would serve their interest to wipe out the canon of the originals, I, I still think they thought we would like it because it was just simply because it was from the originals. Like that's the thing. Like they don't honestly respect us. Like they don't honestly respect our ability to assess things and enjoy them. They're just like, Oh, this is from the original. These idiots will like it. I honestly think that's yeah. as far as they can get through. Agreed. Agreed. Because if you had thought it through, you would realize bringing Palpatine actually ruins the originals. Or you'd realize you're just a dumb fuck executive and you know nothing. <laughs> numbers and you don't know anything about making movies so leave it to the creatives you arrogant piece of shit you know or something yeah. like that yeah isn't the girl brings up a good point um this is gonna sound horrible i know but part of what made ghostbusters great was that it was raunchy and then she goes on to say they, they weren't really cracking safe jokes a lot of humor is uh you know problematic today you're not supposed to say that it's a very good so, point. That's true. That might, even if, you know, to, to just bring it to a modern era, just some of that sanitization may lose, you know, some of the, the humor may be gone. That's the, the, to me, that's what Ghostbusters yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, the sense of humor is very male, and that's that's unacceptable today. That's, like, not allowed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of toxic males, did you want to talk about the, um, which I find hilarious, this Jordan Peterson thing? You got it. Went ahead and pulled it up. I didn't share it, but I can. Uh, yeah. Oh no, it is shared. It's yeah, let's shared. do it. Yeah, yeah, I can pull yeah. that up. Um, I think I'm roboting a little bit. I keep getting that symbol, so I apologize to everyone if it sounds like shit. I kind of stuck yeah. with the situation right now. This is um the most hilarious thing. This is like peak. 
Like this is to me. Like I can't imagine there's a normie on Earth who knows who Tanahishi Kosi is. There may be a few who know who Jordan Peterson is. I feel like a few would, but even then, I don't think. Like I, I think of normies. I think of the office I work with. Um, but this is still hilarious. I feel like, like of- I feel like JP's probably got more normie acknowledgement yeah. because he was on Joe Rogan so many times. Yeah, and that. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a, a huge audience. So I feel like that probably has put him in, in center stage for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that's what made Plus, him a target for Tadaichi Colts. 100%. And resistance to this, to the propaganda machine, isn't just a uh, like comic book nerd like thing. Uh, most, I think most people don't like it. Uh, there's, there's varying degrees of how, how, knowledgeable you are about it how sensitive you are to it uh but i think you know there's a lot of people that are if you're not in the cult i would say maybe not the majority but like 50 percent of the rest of people are not into it so it's like if you find someone who's fighting the cult so articulately you're you're gonna get to know who that is you're gonna find that person interesting yeah um Real quick, it looks like Buckaroo Baizu is uh, leaving. Uh, have a good oh, night, man. Easy, brother. Yeah. Thanks for stopping and in, man. Tom, I, you said something about the deal. I have to check it because I don't want to screw up the screen thing. Um, and I, also, you said that the PG uh, Ghostbusters was PG, but PG-13, I don't think even existed then. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Back to this. Midnight, Midnight's Edge is... He's saying that. He's saying uh, Gremlins and Temple of Doom came out the same year and were sp- responsible for oh, the PG-13. Okay, so that makes more sense. Ah, I did not know that. So thanks for that. Maybe they didn't huh? coddle kids as much back then, too. You know, maybe they were just parental too. guidance, and nothing's gonna happen if you see this fucking movie about ghosts. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I remember Batman animated series, which was geared towards kids talking about crack houses. So, like, I think we just didn't coddle kids to the extent that we do now. I think that has a lot Probably to do with not it. To the degree, no. yeah, no. Um, I mean, but back- I know when I was a kid, my mom didn't watch, want me watching the Ghostbusters show for whatever reason. Really? Yeah, I think she just had the wrong impression. She was just being a mom. But I used to watch it, and I felt like I was rebelling. So it was a real win when I would watch the Ghostbusters. Like, ah, got got one over on your mom. <laughs> So now I'm looking. What Tom sent is he sent the there, there's a cereal box with the Stay Puff. Oh, that's oh. how I got spoiled. So there's a, a cereal box commercial. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's the thing. I was wondering what he was talking about. Okay, um, trying to bring it up with the browser situation I have would probably be a disaster and dox myself. So I'm not gonna fuck with that. Um, but uh, back to Jordan Peters, Tanahishi Coates. Of course, Tanahishi Coates writes a comic book in which the Red Skull is Jordan Peterson. Like that, after that sentence is said, it's almost as if it had already happened before this. Like, duh. Like, if you don't know who Tanahishi Coates is, you're not alone. No one Congra- knows. Who lucky he is. for you. Congratulations. Go on living your life happily. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry to bring this guy to your attention. Like, He's a guy who's figured a way to griff white guilt. Um, by yeah. like, he's yeah. straight up and racist, though. Like, he's not. 
he's not like towing the line where you're like, okay, if I broke that down, I could get into why that's fucked up. He's just straight up says fucked up things where you're like, how, if this guy was saying that about anyone else, even as a black guy, I think if he said that about Asians, he'd be fucked. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. I actually covered that in one of my non-short shorts about the whole black Asian thing. But um, yeah, I, if he said that, if he was a black guy, even saying this about black people, I think he'd be canceled because they don't hmm. want you to. Yeah, you're right. Them. Probably. Um, he just happens to be the specific demographic that because I, I, the fact that he's allowed to say what he said about nine eleven, I don't, I don't, I'm not a cancel culture guy. Uh, but I just can't believe he's the guy that you were half right, Superman. Superman. Like, I just can't believe that at all. Um, and I don't like. It's also like there's there's something going on too because he was mentioned in that Invincible show recently, right? Really? Yeah. So it's honestly it's a pretty good show. It goes back and forth, and I I covered it the uh-huh. other yesterday on Monday, and I says it's probably going to go woke, but it's enjoyable right now. But um, the main character is he's straight, shockingly, um, but he's uh, he's into this girl, and she's she's this black girl, and the, his gay best friend is giving him pointers on who she is and what she likes, and she's into fourth wave feminism, and uh, to with this guy Coates, Tanashi, whatever his name is, um, Tanahishi Coates, Tanahishi Coates, and uh, you know just casually, like that's what makes her like interesting and deep. And they just kind of dropped it like they, like it was nothing. And now this, you know, this story is coming out. Like I feel like there's some kind of PR campaign around this guy right now. Well, I think there's been a PR campaign around him for quite a while, to be honest. So I, I can definitely agree with that. Um I mean, yeah, if you, you add that to the fact that he's writing Superman and and this comes out and, you know, this was not written yesterday. They wrote this a few months down the line, a few months ago, whenever it was written. Oh, yeah. um, it, it's, it's definitely possible for this to be a little bit of coordination with that because I think I did hear that now that you mentioned it about uh, he was mentioned in Invincible. But, like, he's not – he wasn't somebody that was world-renowned, at least to my knowledge. I mean, I, I did see one debate with him about reparations like from 2017 and then i know he's been writing he wrote some of black pain wrote for black panther and captain america i don't know why activists want to work in in hollywood who knows maybe maybe it's propaganda for kids um but he he wrote for uh those two comic books but i don't he's not really good or like noteworthy but his i don't even know yeah I, I didn't even know he was until he got the Superman job. I'd never yeah. heard of him before. I'd only heard of him in the context of writing bad comics and then knowing that he was a slacktivist before that. Um, and then I'd like come across him. Um, I just think it's so like apt to, to, to like want Jordan Peterson to be the Red Skull. And I, I just think it's hilarious. Like this is the way like Nobody even reads comics. This is not for the readers of Captain America. This is not like some interesting thing that's going to make them happy. Maybe 20,000 people max. That's me being max. And if Nick Wise is in here, he could probably give me more accurate numbers how much Captain America sells. This is for the Guardian. This is for all the other um, little magazines to go, tee-hee-hee, look, we're making fun of you, Jordan Peterson. And then... 
try to gaslight him. Like, oh, what do you mean it's similar? They fucking put his fucking book. Or it was 12 Rules for Life, the 10 Rules for Life, the Feminist Trap. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what yeah, you're is right. this he was probably He was probably annoyed when it didn't make a viral press sensation a few weeks ago when it came out. Oh, did it come out a few weeks ago? You know? I, I think uh, this is an supposed- old story. Like just some guy, uh-huh. just some guy on his video said that this was this was old and he saw it and he didn't even want to report on it. And then it just that it came up because sure Jordan did. Peterson tweeted something about it. Sure did. Yeah, Jordan Peter he got made aware of it and was like, what the fuck? But you yeah, you're right. He did say it was though. I wonder if we were supposed to catch it before Jordan Peterson did. Like I, I think, wonder yeah, what would have happened. You're saying like I agree with you. I think it's probably just for the press junket for for them for him to you know say something controversial to get some ink, and then they can all you know talk about this and upset the like get all these angry straight white males all triggered and see we told you that kind of shit. Yeah, but <laughs> some of the the counter arguments, like I said, like he they're gaslighting, like oh why are you reading into this? Somebody also <laughs> made the argument. Remember pointed this out, like well he he shouldn't share things with the ideology of a, of a, of a of a of a Yahtzee, uh like Red Skull. And I'm thinking like they just wrote it, motherfucker. This is not something yeah. like Red Skull came out with. It is just part of his personality, and then it just happened to be with Jordan Peterson, right? It's like they made it. They did it on purpose. Hundred percent. It was like I was listening to Gary earlier on the Nooner, and he was saying about how Eccleston was saying about Doctor Who, how he's like, "Oh, it was revealed that that guy, whatever his name was, wasn't the first Doctor." It's like it wasn't revealed. That's a retcon. That's what that's called. You went back and changed the continuity as a retroactive continuity. That's not a. Re- we didn't learn this. Just like it's like, oh, well, he shouldn't say things that Red School says. Like he didn't say things Red School says. He said things. Then they made Red School say, say the things that Peterson said. That's what that is. Yeah. Um, so trying to like validate this. Like it's so much just like echo chamber stuff, self validation, self like, oh well, we told. It's like people are saying like, no, people are not saying. You're fucking saying. You're saying. Yeah. And when I read this, I'm like, what is he saying? Like they, they, they're almost gonna make Red Skull like a sympathetic figure. Uh, he's looking to radicalize young men by telling them what they always wanted to hear: that they're secretly great and that the whole world is against them. That they're men and they'll fight back. Well, I want to find Red Skull's YouTube channel, man. I need to sub to him. <laughs> <laughs> need to sub to the Red Skull. And, and, and hopefully, I can do a stream with him. I, it sounds like you know. Uh, what's wrong with telling men that they're great? What's wrong with people having? What's wrong with men having confidence at all? Can we please? Can someone explain that to me? Dude, but the what's idea the that someone as woke as Tanahishi Coates would say, "Oh yeah, the bad guys tell everyone they're secretly great," when like their whole worldview is like you're perfect. It's the world that's broken, and you need to fix the world. Yes. And then somebody else has that in the opposite. Well, but, but he disagrees with me, so he must be a he must be a Yahtzee. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, it's it says that's their purpose. That's what they will live for, and that's what they'll die for. Um, so I, I guess it is hilarious. You're right; it's hilarious, is what it is. It, it's so absurd. It's like how could this? Like, of course it happens. And this is uh, Peterson's tweet. 
says, do I really live in a universe need to read like him? He sounds like Kermit. Do I really? I can't do it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> do I really live in a universe where Tanisha Colts... Yeah, I'm just making fun of him. I'm just doing a generic... Like Dave Chappelle, oh, yeah. my voice. He kind of—I can't really do it either, but he kind of is really yeah. Canadian Kermit. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, he has written a comic, a Captain America comic, featuring a parody of my ideas as part of the arch villain Red Skull. Yes, we all live in that universe, um, Mister Peterson. And I'm not even a diehard Jordan Peterson guy. I just think this is like so ridiculous, and just like. The idea that they would like do this, like, are they going to continue to add right wing uh, characteristics to villains? And you know what? Will they go deep enough that like somebody we know will be? Well, Doom. You know what? Doomcock be Doctor Doom. Would Doctor Doom say without respect we reject? Like, does it go that far? Um, the thing is, though, and, like, this is why they're so stupid. Like, Jordan Peterson's not a right wing guy. No, it's not. He's not a political pundit. He's not like one of these. He's not like a Tucker Carlson or something like that, where you'd be like, okay, at least, you know, in your worldview, that makes sense. Like he's such an intelligent guy. He's just, he just um, can eviscerate the propaganda. Like that's why they, but they expose themselves by being such hacks by, well, we'll just make it 10 rules for life. It's like, that's not writing, man. Like that's you just are like, yeah, it's George Buson. It's like, uh, what's the profound depth there that you're trying to get across? Like, what's the insight into life you're trying to convey to the audience? You're just like, I don't like him. He's bad. He's Nazi. Like, oh. I think you had it right. I think this is promotion. It's like, hey, I got. I write, say something about Jordan Peterson. I got the Superman thing coming up, plus this invincible name drop. I can line everything up so everyone's talking about me, and I can get more more jobs from this. And yeah, yeah, Black Power, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think this is just publicity. <laughs> this is just Tanahishi Coates uh, doing a, 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 a. I almost have to give him credit as a as a heel. Like this is a great heel job. It's a great troll. It's not good writing, and no one's going to buy the comic. Um, but it's a solid troll to get attention, which is the whole point. The whole point was to get attention. So Tanahishi Coates' name rings bells, and then when he writes Superman, it's like Tanahishi Coates. Remember this guy? He, hey, did, he uh, called. Yeah. Sorry, Midnight Zag is leaving. Tom's leaving. Oh man! Hell, Midnight Zag. Hell, Tom. Appreciate you being here. Thank Appreciate you, the uh, DM. Thank you, Tom. Man. Yeah. Shout out to Midnight Sage. I'm sure you all are sub to Midnight Sage or Midnight Sage After Dark, but if you're not sub to both channels, please sub. Do it. Do it. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to show respect to the legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Um, Tom. But yeah, the the whole point of this was just for publicity, I think. Because I don't see... I mean, that's why they picked Jordan Peterson. He's kind of a... He's... You know what? Of culture war pundits, he's he is on the mainstream level, like mm-hmm. outside I agree. Of maybe Rogan. Yep, but I don't and know Rogan's really not. Involved. Yeah, like I wouldn't say Rogan's like. I mean, he has those guys on there, so he exposes yeah. them to a big audience, which is great because that's how I found that's how I found Peterson. That's how I found a bunch of these guys. But yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Rogan goes after some stuff. It's not really his thing, though. He, he doesn't really assert yeah. his own point of view. He kind of just lets other people assert theirs. Yeah, which is honestly, as a host, is kind of his job. 
to kind of just bring yeah. people to the forefront, ask probing questions, and just kind of let it be. Um, this is true, but I mean, yeah, I, I think they just picked the name out of a hat. Like, okay, who's the you know, who's a good culture war participant? Maybe Candace yeah. Owens will be a villain in the next one. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. You know, to show diversity because they they gotta they haven't done the shaming black people for not thinking how they want to think angle yet, so they gotta get to that at some point. Um, maybe you know they'll pick a different pundit. Maybe they will pick Tucker, and he could be um, he could be who's a villain. Can't think. I U.S. Dutch Doom. Kitty says uh, she says if anything, this will get people to buy Peterson's book. I would love to see if yeah. this drives sales. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would love to also see. I think the Red Skull is now going to be like a, a character. Like they're, they've accidentally made him more popular because now he's going to be associated with Jordan Peterson in the positive. I joked about wanting to see the Red Skull's YouTube channel. I can only imagine the memes, the Jordan Peterson Red Skull memes that are coming. <laughs> Sentient dildo. Rogan usually has a point of view of whoever is the guest that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Kind of yeah, does. He does. There's. There's a super cut because he's been pretty negative about wrestling and talk shit about because he's an MMA guy. That's fine. But then he had the Undertaker one. He was just sucking his dick. It's like, dude, you've been shitting on wrestling for like 15 years. You kind of seem like a bitch. Yeah. That's neither Whenever he has like conservatives on, like like he has like Shapiro on, he's kind of like sympathetic yeah. to a lot of things he's saying. Not everything, but a lot of it. And then like he'll have like a left wing guy on and he's just very sympathetic to everything he's saying. I'm like, which one is it, Joe? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and Red Skull is in it. Shout out to Red Skull. <laughs> he's here. Oh yeah, no! Oh no! He's gonna tell us to clean our room and to yeah. uh, think positively about ourselves. What a monster! <laughs> yeah, and I do want to sub to your channel, Red Skull. You, I think you have things to say. I think you have things to say. Tana Hishi Coates loves yeah. your work. He loves your work. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Tanahishi Coates thinks uh, helping helping guys with addiction and uh, increasing their self respect is the same as uh, as a genocide. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's another thing. What does Jordan Peterson say? Like, okay, this isn't racial, but that's that's usually Coates' angle. He's not said anything. Has he done anything that's racial, to my knowledge? Does he even no. have a racial take? Not that, that I've like, ever heard. If he, if he does, let us know, chat. But like, I don't even he think said, he didn't. Well, he got famous because of the trans thing. Yeah, that was thing. the like trans the compelled thing. speech a... with the trans thing. He didn't. Yeah, that was. A, yeah, I've never heard him say anything racial, as far as I know. I mean, I think a lot of it just kind of gets lumped in together, and he's anti the the prop anti the cathedral anyway. Yeah. Um. Just maybe that's. Thing. I don't know. But it's like if you read those. There's 12 rules like uh, as as uh, from Heels vs. Babyface did that on his video about it. Like if you read those 12 rules, like they're the most benign, like just self-care, like try to be a better person rules. Like yeah. none of them are like join the clan and beat up a gay guy. Like <laughs> they're just like they're just like care for yourself and be a better person. And he's like, dude, that guy's such a Nazi. He's a red skull. What? Clearly, anyone who tells anyone to clean their room, we know what he means by clean their room. That's a dog whistle for racism. Don't give them ideas. I can can see how they could spin that one. 
Oh, I'd love to see but, them try. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's best when they try when they really reach. They're so pathetic. Like the re- rewriting Ripley article and that uh, one author tweets, uh, "I've been doxxed." It's like, no, you've been exposed. It's not the same thing. And no one gave your social security number and your home address. Yeah. We just proved you're a public person hiding behind a fake persona. That's all that happened. You didn't get doxxed. Grow up. Yeah. Yeah. You could always just not. Uh, spend, you know, you. I talked about propaganda with that Ray Fisher article. That rewriting Ripley article is like the Iliad of propaganda. <laughs> it is probably all fucking <laughs> seriously. It's probably all AI generated. There are fucking pictures and pictograms that mean nothing. It yeah, is just. True. It could have been written in shit. Like it's just complete nonsense and gibberish. For I think our I think guys. I think Gary's right. It's just to associate. His name with, you know, whatever negative moniker when you Google him. I really All think right. that's the only. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know what? I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. Um, because we were saying how Red Skull like is is a negative feat. Like a oh fuck, where is it? Ah shit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, I say we were saying Red Skull. Uh, Jordan Peterson is not. A bad guy you know because it's just clean your room and though i could be wrong because here's here's actually some of his nefarious thoughts uh get your butt up and do something productive today oh, if that doesn't no. sound like a white supremacist i don't know what does so i i, I, so I apologize i retract my statements i do think red skull is uh on par with jordan peterson who's clearly a, a monster so my mistake a disgusting monster how dare he ask that people do something for themselves i don't know we it hurts. Know. It hurts to even read it. It cuts like a knife. The you know? state is supposed to do everything for us. All hail yeah. the state. All hail all the state. <laughs> all hail. All hail. Responsibility is someone else's job, not ours. Yes. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you try to make me take responsibility for myself? You fucking bigot. What are you? <laughs> you fucking bigot. You asked me to clean my room. Clearly, you hate black people. He clearly hate all people. All people. You're a monster. He needs to be stopped. Yeah. He's a monster. Thank goodness <laughs> we have Tanahishi Coates, who's not concerned with publicity or getting a better job at a better company at all. Um, it has nothing to do with why he would pick uh, Jordan Peterson out of a hat and make him into yeah. a villain. No, it's true. And, and and the real grifters are geeks and gamers. Those are the real those are the real liars in this whole situation, not the people yeah. who say the most egregious things just to get work in the in, in this dead industry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I started poop is cute bar. All hell my free stuff. That's funny. <laughs> Basically. Um and it, it adds jeez. Coates run uh, his is his credentials because he's a credentialed award winning author. Author Coates won a National Book Award for Between the World and Me, an examination of America's fraught racial history, and was awarded a MacArthur Genius Grant in 2015. Oops. He was also written for the Black Panther comic series and is writing a forthcoming super Superman film. So he's a genius, Tanahishi Coates. He's been. The MacArthur Grant called, called him a genius. Therefore, he's a genius. Don't be a bigot, Matt. Sound yeah, sorry. All right. I, I take it back. I take it back. It's good to know that almost anyone can become a genius, though. That's encouraging. 
There you go. Because if the bar is that low, then, you know, I could do it. You could do it. Everyone in the chat could do it. The right people. The gardeners outside could do it. I think uh, I think a, a couple of the homeless bums that are over in Austin, they could do it. Uh, that's pretty good yeah. to know. Anyone could be a genius. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is hate the right people. That's right. And be pretentious enough. You know, write a book. You can AI generate it. It doesn't have to make sense. Don't, keep, don't read the shit. Just write a book. Give it a, a, a cute-ass title. And just talk about how impressed you are. And you too can hey, get him a car to grant. You know what? Tanishi Coates is right because Sentient Dildo just said hail Red Skull. So you know what? I forgot. I didn't th- this this community is toxic. Toxic. It is full of, of hateful people. Um, no, Red Skull's actually on his way out. Oh man. Damn it, Red Dang. Skull. Off to spread toxicity uh to the next channel. Please, yeah, exactly. To go lead the revolution of men taking care of themselves, you yeah. monster. You, how monster. dare you men have self esteem? Yeah, good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> good to see you, Red Skull. Yeah, appreciate you. it. Appreciate <laughs> it. But yeah, um, I guess everyone needs to join Hydra. I guess anybody who wants to take responsibility for themselves should just join Hydra now. Yeah, 100%. Hundred yeah. percent. That's clearly, yeah. All those are all dog whistles. We know that. We know yeah, that. Obviously. Thank goodness for Tiny Hishi Coats. Is there yeah, anything this- else about this fucking story? Because it's like it's no. one. Of, it's one of these things that like you talk about it and then you're like almost immediately exhausted and disgusted with the topic. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just I find it absurd and ridiculous, but there's nothing to it. It's just, it's it's exactly what it looks to be. It's just yeah. a play for attention. Um. And it wouldn't have got attention if no one tweeted. If Jordan Peterson didn't know about this, if if no one would tweet to him, it would have just came and went, and they would have missed. They would have been probably pissed. Yeah, I would I think, think that so. Was the whole point. So, it almost wonders if it, it almost begs the question if we should start ignoring shit, um, because this was just for attention. Well, that was just some guy's uh, point of view. He said he saw yeah. it and he just moved on. He didn't even bother. He knew what it was yeah. and he just moved on. And I think, uh, in general, that may that, that may be the play for a lot of stuff like this because it's just it's just a mess, just a mess. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else to say about this. Um, yeah, no, I can't. It's just it's just such an asinine, childish thing to do, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's still that whole thing where, like, I don't know who they think reads comic books. That's it's a like, very good question. You know, like, he's there to, like, help young men kind of, uh, Jordan Peterson is, to, like, uh-huh. kind of help. I, I mean, I, I didn't read his whole book, but I read a bunch of it, and I've listened to his interviews, and, like, he's ultimately a helpful guy. Like, he's not yeah. he's not a divisive guy. Like, he fights propaganda, but, you know, when it comes to the 12 rules for life, it's like those none of those are divisive. Those are all just about, you know, like, having self-respect, having like self-reliance and improving yourself, not going to yeah. extreme behaviors that are, you know, easy and like really about responsibility. Ultimately it's contributing to a better society. Agree. Um, you know, so it's, it's like the idea that to make like him some kind of villain, it's, um, 
I don't know. I lost my point there. It was going to be really yeah. good. It was a banger. <laughs> Everyone just pretend it was a really good point. Okay. I, I, it was a banger. I, I maybe it was uh, just the idea of just having somebody who's trying to improve people being a villain is a little bit, you know, off or sick or fucked up or insert whatever phrase. Oh, I remember. It's like the so like the people who read comic books would identify with Jordan Peterson's uh-huh. message for the most part because it's like that's the target audience for most comic books is like, you know, white dudes and like just yeah. dudes in general. And it's yeah, like, yeah. why would you uh, who do you think is this? I don't understand what who, who they think is like, yes, great point. I more of that, please. I want more of these themselves books. fart sniffers. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. It's to be in their own cult and everybody in that echo chamber agrees. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you know, the whisper networks and all that other stuff. Yeah, uh, that's that's what agrees with. And actually, you know what? This kind of brings me to a, a point that I didn't talk about. I kind of want to talk about I brought up wrestling the other day and how I, or earlier how and how I haven't really watched in the past year. Sure. And there's there's a parallel to, for what not to do when opposing these things. And, and it's basically not. Living Hold long on. enough to become the family. Go ahead. Before you do, the chat's like, great point, Matt. Spot on. Yes. Ascension Dildo goes, we usually do, Matt. We usually pretend it's a good point. <laughs> oh, Ascension <laughs> Dildo. You're just brutal. Uh, we love you, man. Love you. You're a brutal dildo. Wait. Oh, that's mm-hmm. all I said. It's already been said. Can't unsay it. All right. So, sorry, man. Um, the, the pro huh. wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. So, there's this. And I'm, I got to try to explain this so people who don't understand wrestling can still get it. But basically, for year, most people, when they think of wrestling, think of WWF, not even WWE, which is what they're called now. Uh, but then, you know, over the past couple of years, there's a new new organization that came up. And they were supposed to be the opposite. They were supposed to be everything WWE wasn't. They were supposed to listen to the fans. They were supposed to be – it was almost similar to a, like if, if the fandom menace had a coked up billionaire that was willing to buy a federation. I'm not saying that Tony Khan's on coke, but I'm saying that's there's a fine. chance. Because uh, <laughs> the guy, if you see him, he's spaced out. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The point is they, they started off trying to be the good guys, trying to create a product, and they've become just another group. And the main thing that's like um, interesting is the fact that they now have their own echo chamber, which seems impenetrable, basically. So the, because now there's media because they're they're linked to TNT they have now have they now have major media on their side because do a Bleacher Report so they now can insulate themselves from any criticism and then now they created a product that's also bad and so I guess there's a cautionary tale in trying to oppose this big you know mega corporation that has a bunch of ideas that you don't like and is not listening to the fan base and then creating something that just has a bunch of different ideas and then doesn't really, you know, nicheifies its fan base. They listen to the people that like them and sniff their farts and are in the echo chamber. But if you have any criticism, you're just, you know, they just cast you aside. And so they basically have become what they hated. They've become the, just another villain. So me as a person who hasn't watched wrestling in the years, like this is still stupid. I'm not going to watch either, but like, well, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about AEW, not WCW. Even though WCW did AEW. that in the '90s, AEW is a new uh, newer company from a couple years, about a couple years. And um, yeah, now look, what did Jake D say? Y'all so I don't know anything. So the preamble aside, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. So like, I don't know the backstory, the build up, and yeah. I don't know 
what they've become. So can you can you give me a little more okay. insight on that? Please? Okay. So the backstory is uh, people mentioned WCW for the longest time. WCW died in 2001, I believe. They were bought out by WWE. So for that 15, 20 years, they were the only major wrestling company in America. Monday Night uh, There were other... Yeah, Monday Nitro, that, that's gone. It, now it's just Monday Raw. It used to be Monday Raw, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro. Nitro got bought out because they were part of WCW, and they were just gone away for, for the past 20 years, basically. So eventually, there's, uh, you know, they became stale as a result. They didn't listen to fans. They were the only game in town. So nobody, you know, if if people, if there was, there was a wrestler that people liked, and the people who ran wrestling didn't want them to succeed, they wouldn't succeed. That sort of thing kept happening because wrestling's fake. Uh, sorry to spoil mm-hmm. everything, but it's fake. Um, and so they, as a result, there were a lot of people who were frustrated. And then there were a bunch of different wrestlers and different smaller organizations in America and then international organizations that were wrestling in Japan and other things. And because of the internet, they became more popular and they had like the fans on their side because they were doing things a little bit more according to what really a certain fan base wanted. Okay. And my under, my impression is that because I, I watched during the Attitude Era, I watched WWE during the, the, the Rock and Stone Cold and all that stuff. Yeah. And I and I and my understanding is that that was a little edgy for what they have now. Now everything's a little more yeah. family-oriented. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Okay. So is that what this... Okay. One of them, but it, that was one of the criticisms, the fact that it's family-oriented, the fact that they don't let... Like, back in the day, The Rock would write his own shit. He would write what he said. And Stone Cold would write what they said. But nowadays, WWE writes everything for everybody. And so that makes everyone sound just boring because, you know, you don't have The Rock talking shit and coming off the cuff. And, you know, a lot of it was just off-the-cuff stuff. They had a storyline, sure. but they would just talk shit off-the-cuff. That was what made it great, was just the fact that it was it was live and spontaneous. Well, that's where you and get all well, those characters. That's where you get like the Ric Flairs and like all those guys who have got great mic work. Yeah. And so it's kind of you lose that because you have one person writing for everybody, basically, or one group of people writing for everybody. So these are the things that they're trying to get against. They're trying to make it more edgy, which they have, but just kind of like stupidly. And then they sometimes they can be woke, but that's neither, that's not really relevant. The point is like just the idea that they want it to be a fan friendly thing. That was something they really, really did push. They, they really did push listening to the fans. That was, that. that's kind of the thing. And now they only listen to the fans that like them. They don't listen to a fan that criticizes them. Now they're above reproach. Oh, you just, you're just a hater. You just don't understand. You just, even though there are, there are tangible things like their ratings starting to dip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one another criticism is WWE has a tendency of using older stars and making them embarrass younger stars. So you would have The Rock come in and do an eight minute match with some guy you don't know, and that's what keeps that guy some guy you don't know. Or a second match where he just does one move and pins him. It's like, well, just don't have that guy do that because you make him look stupid, even though right. he's, he's a new character. That Rock is just going to be here for this one night. This new this guy who's here every week, you made him look stupid. But then AEW's done something similar. One of the few stars, this is in context. So I'm sorry if I'm losing people, but the guy A uh MJF, who's one of the younger guys, and they had Chris Jericho, who's getting old and fat, put his head in the toilet and do, give him a swirly. It's like you just had this 50-year-old fat guy give your 20-year-old superstar a swirly. This looks stupid. Um, 
And so they, they're doing some of the same things, but they won't accept criticism because they have fans that defend them. They have media that defend them and they've created their own echo chamber. So there's just two separate echo chambers. Now there's a WWE echo chamber and an AEW echo chamber. And as somebody who really hasn't watched what, you know, either in the past years, like I don't really want to watch either. I may watch parts just to see how it feels. I'm actually thinking about watching it and reviewing it on my channel just to see how I feel as somebody who doesn't watch wrestling as much, but still has some knowledge of it. Um, but it's it's basically they end up becoming stream. a lot of ways. Yeah, maybe you should do a live companion stream to like whatever one, like whatever AEW wrestling event is there. You should do a companion stream and talk about yeah. it. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, might get some you know, like, different uh, like, eyes on the channel. Yeah, I said it's like the way Rogan does those MMA fights. Like that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike beats just, out. Oh, Mike, hell, Mike. Hopefully I didn't uh, bore you with wrestling. I know no one likes it. But it, I, I just see this parallel. Uh, well, I, I can't even vouch for it. That's kind of the point. But just the idea of this group kind of becoming no, I what think they are. Fat- I really like the idea of exploring like people swinging from one echo chamber to the other. You know, I think yeah. that's a really fascinating. Because that's like a phenomenon that happens is that, you know, people, if you're kind of the type of person who would fall victim to an echo chamber to begin with, there's no reason to believe you wouldn't fall victim to the next one because it's kind of like there's a personality type that wants to be around only people that agree with them. I got to be honest too, like being a part of this community, it's really comforting yeah. that we all have the same touchstones and not that we all have the same point of view, but we all have the same like like knowledge base and we're all kind of like at least on a similar side of a lot of it. You know, it's like there's no one here is going to come shill for uh, for Lucasfilm or something like that. You know, and it's like we don't have to contest with that. So it is nice to be in a community with people that are kind of on the same page. But there is that I think there is that tendency where it's I, I knew a woman back in L.A. and she was a lifelong liberal, you know, lifelong, like hard left type of woman. And uh, then I guess, you know, the COVID lockdowns and the, the the election stuff, whatever she like, I thought she was just kind of more and like becoming more enlightened as the free thinking. But then after a while she starts dropping in Q stuff. And I'm like, uh, I mean, all right. But like, you know, that's all speculative, all that stuff. Yeah. I've never read it, but my understanding is that it's all speculative. So even if it's yeah. true, you don't have evidence that it's true. So you can't just believe like, so you just traded one echo chamber for another one. And it's like, you didn't learn anything. Yeah. That's, that's really the moral of this story. The long and short, I, was, I know it was a lot of details. That's the moral of the story. You trading one echo chamber for another. And what you said is kind of like, I, I don't want to ever want this ever to become an echo chamber. That's why as much as I, you know, Uche, especially with after that, that Zack Snyder thing, as far as I'm concerned, got to do my Wakanda forever. <laughs> um, but, you know, even though I, I, I accept his apology and appreciate his apology, I still wasn't the fondest of how he handles things, but... Did he apologize? I, I didn't... I never... He, I must have missed that. He did apologize at some point, and I forgot uh, where, but he did. Um, can you which, can you find that man? I because I'd really like because uh, I've just been out of the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around the time it happened, so let me go off camera and see if I can find it. Um, I thought I think it might have been on Twitter, so let me. I'm gonna check the okay. old Twitter. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know about that. That this is the first I'm hearing about it. But I I've been I've just been living and moving life for so long, and I didn't realize yeah. how out of the loop I was till I finally had time to settle down and start listening <laughs> to everything again. 
Yeah, no um, worries, man. No worries. Um, but uh, the thing is, I'm glad Uche, even though I don't really, you know, agree with a lot of the stuff he says and a lot of things he says, I'm just glad he's here to just keep us honest. And even if we disagree with it, just to listen to it, because I don't want to be an echo chamber guy who's only listening to people um, I agree with. And I hope he's not a, the guy who tweets a lot. Okay, it doesn't look like he's... No, I, I I appreciate that, and I like that uh, Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers cultivated that community of people that he doesn't agree with. I I think that's really intelligent, and uh, it does keep a you know a diverse audience. Therefore, people can uh, attach themselves to the viewers that they like. You know, the thing is too, like I don't want to become in an echo chamber either because that's how you kind of get a little stale with your thinking. Yeah. Um, but at least at this point in history, the other side of the discussion is pretty much every other discussion. So I'm not really too worried about that just yet. Yeah. And then you know, I guess part of me, maybe it's just me as a content creator in my like daily existential crisis, but it's like, I just, I I don't want to just be anti-woke and that's all I am. Like woke no, stuff bad. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Well, who wants to watch that? Who's going to watch me? I want people to watch me because I mean, I'm entertaining or smart, which I'm neither of those things, but you guys, <laughs> Ascension Dildo probably is already letting me know. Um, but and I'd rather be in it. I'd rather have fun, believe it or not, than just constantly woke stuff bad. No, this 100%. I got bored with it on Monday and I was just like, I got annoyed even just saying the word woke. I was like, oh, does it always have to be about this? You know, because that's the other thing too is like, as much as they're annoying, it's like now we're, we can't stop talking about them. You know, it's like, it, it, but yeah. you know the part of the problem is is that we're at this time in history where it's such a dominant force in culture it does need to be addressed but i'm with you like i don't want that to be my thing and you know if by god's good grace somehow the woke stuff recedes and the entertainment goes back to entertainment i don't want to be standing there like well now what do i talk about yeah. i got to be mad about something yeah yeah i'm yeah. looking through this guy's twitter baby i did not see it Huh. I thought I saw him. Maybe he didn't. Maybe if if the, the chat can fact check me on on whether or not Uche um apologized oh, for how you Uche. I thought you meant Zack Snyder. Oh no, Zach hasn't. No, Uche. Oh, well, whatever. Uche can say whatever he wants. Oh, geez. I thought you were <laughs> Zach. Of course, Zach didn't. I thought no. you meant Snyder. I thought no, yeah, no, Uche. I was looking for oh, Uche. Uche, Uche, whatever. Uche, Uche. Uh, Uche. Yeah, but no, Zach. Oh, is, of course not. Of course not. Sorry, man. Sorry for the misconception. No, no, it's no, okay. No. I just was like, I don't want you to bother, you know, hunting it out. I, I thought it was yeah. Zach Snyder said something. I was like, oh, what did he say? You know, yeah. that must change the conversation. No, he, didn't say um, he just went out like a little biatch. Yeah, I think Mahler made him look like a fool. If if anyone yeah. has not seen the uh, an unbridled rampage of Mauler's Mauler's critique of the Justice League, it's like it made Zack Snyder look like a dummy, and it was like it kind of def- <laughs> made some strong arguments for what Joss Whedon's uh, choices were. Yeah, I did see that. You know, you're kind of like, well, all right, that's actually a pretty good point. You know, he's like yeah. he was trying to create some semblance of a of an arc. You know, yes, it was clunky and goofy, but at least it pays off, kinda. I was like, not a bad point. I mean, and I, I like he kept he's like kept pointing out. I still think that Justice Cut is a pile of shit too, but you know, it was like 
It's very insightful. That guy's a smart son of a bitch. He is. Yes. Snow the Poopus Q Burst says he's too subtle for, for uh Snow the Poopus. But you are a polar bear, so I'm not sure. He's a bit and, too uh, subtle. Yeah, he really doesn't uh he kind of tiptoes around it. He doesn't really lay it out there. Yeah. And Jennifer Francisco has to run. So uh take care, Jennifer. Oh, yes, bye, Jennifer Francisco. We'll see you Friday for uh FNT with Critical Drinker. Can't wait. Yeah, and appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. That's awesome. Critical Drinker is my he was my favorite creator for a long time. Um, yeah. But I, I love Gary's, you know, Gary puts out so much and I just love him. So he's my favorite. But yeah. Critical Drinker's close number two. Yeah. Critical Drinker's the man. He, he is the he's, man. He's the man. Um, he is the fucking yeah, I'm, man. I'm a big fan. I, I'm, I got, there's some movies I need to review before he gets to him. I got to get some older movies I got to get. I got to get reviews out to before he gets to him. I mean, his are going to be better. I just want to like, yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, you did this because Drinker did it. It's like, no, I did it because I wanted to. Well, we uh, did a we did the Con Air stream, and then uh, and then I saw that him and Gary did it, and I was like, we did it first. All right, yeah, <laughs> but that's the point. Yeah, well, we had it first, bro. So what I, right. I, I wanted to like, has he done Fifth Element? Because I wanted to do Fifth Element long. He did a video I, on it. I don't think he did uh, like a. You know, like a long stream about it, but he did. We we should do something like that. We never we haven't done a yeah. like a movie appreciation stream where we're just enjoying something. Yeah, I mean the closest thing was that uh, Christmas Chronicle. Yeah, but that was like four months ago. Yeah, yeah, we should do something. Should definitely do something. That would be great. Let's figure out that. Let's find let's find the next movie we can do. Maybe if it's like an obscure one, we could do Matt's obscure movie recommendee show, something like that. Or chat if you guys have any ideas. Yeah, chat. What movie do you want me and Matt to talk about? Yeah, because this is an interactive community, and it's nothing without you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, you know what? I did want to talk about... Uh, we did have a couple culture villains slain. Oh, um, yeah, we they, did. They did get... They, I guess some some other vigilantes must have got them. Some agents... Uh, you know, who fight for the order <laughs> must have <laughs> taken them down in our in our steed. Um, but uh, the new gods writers, like them, they got axed. Sacked. Let me see. I think I, yeah, here it is. I'll pull it out real quick. Um, yeah, and I was happy to see it. I mean, I'm I am I am a DC guy. I'm not super well as well versed as like Thoth and a lot of other guys in the community, hmm. and I'm not as well versed on a new guy specifically. I don't. I, I was dark. listening to a little bit of uh, Young Ripa's video. His Justice League history video is pretty badass. It's really thorough. It is really like, good. And he talks good a lot about visuals. And he talks about the new gods. And that was kind of where I first. That's my only real knowledge. Is just what he was talking about. But it was pretty mm -hmm. interesting. So Ava yeah. Duvernay and Tom King's Ava new god film Duvernay and Tom yeah. King their film. Got axed. Yeah, after three years of pre-production. Yeah, that's some fucking awesome, dude. There are some people inside of Warner Brothers who just want to make money and don't want toxic creators and just want fans to buy shit again. There's some. There are some people in there that are powerful and are making moves. We have some allies at Warner Brothers, I think. I, I agree with that. There's, and I don't know if they're allies like they like us. They're just like. They're not buying <laughs> no, no, this let's shit. Let's not go crazy. Let's not go nuts. Yeah. They just want like, hey, the 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 chimps aren't buying shit. 
why aren't they buying Gyms. shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, 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 the ants aren't buying shit anymore. Why aren't they? Oh, it's because you guys are idiots? Okay, we need new idiots to get the ants back. So I think that's really what this boils down to. Uh, I don't think this was a benevolent, you know, for the culture of of uh, of superhero and of geekdom. It's just like, hey, no. these guys are idiots. I don't want to make another. Um, what's that shit? People keep talking about the Eternals, but I think everyone forgot that New Mutants shit that went nowhere. Oh um, yeah. They don't want to do that. And oh my god, I'm not. I don't know if I should mention uh, Cinch and Dildo. Trying to get everyone yeeted and ruin everyone's channel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to reference it, man. I shan't. But, I shan't. Yeah. Google know it at your own about. peril. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and then Robert with uh, when I hear Duvernay, I think of uh, the French chocolate that washes your ass. That's a bidet. Um, Duvernay is comparable. I think, I think the French chocolate that washes your ass has got more value, though. I mean, I don't know Ava DuVernay's value as a human. I just know she's not valuable as a writer um, because she wrote, was it Wrinkle of Time? That's her, right? Yeah. Not the most successful of movies that got made ever in history. Um, I don't know how that movie got made. The woman who did Selma? Did she do Selma? Yeah, she did. You know what's funny? I actually had a conversation with her one time at a party. Ah. Um, I was working and I was just talking with her. I didn't know who she was. And she was actually, okay. And all uh, this is just, this is me just speaking truth to power guys. Yeah. Um, no, but like she was actually super cool. Um, uh-huh. I didn't know who she was. We were just talking. And I eventually, she told me that she directed the movie Selma. And I was like, oh, there was some controversy with that movie. And she goes, well, really? And I was like, yeah, you know, the fact that the movie got nominated for Best Picture, but you didn't get nominated for Best Director. She's like, I don't fuck, I don't care. She's like, I don't, really? Yeah, that was her reaction. She's like, I just want to work. I don't care. Like, she didn't so give good. a shit. I was like, oh, cool. Like, wow. Isn't that interesting? I, you, some of these people are, are woke for, uh, they have G for P. But what uh, W for P? That's woke. fucking hilarious. Woke they're for woke pay. for pay. They're not really <laughs> woke. They're just like eh, because you would think if she was really sincerely woke, she was like, yeah, this is because of black woman, and this. she was just I don't give a fuck. I got to. Or she would have taken it as a teachable moment to teach this yeah. this white male something. Yeah, no, she she just I, honestly she was really cool and, and funny. Like she was, and it was a party for. Dre and Ice Cube, oh, and shit. Uh, oh no, no, I don't mean yeah, no Dre and Ice Cube, yeah, and uh, and like you know they were there, and it was yeah. like a cool party, and uh, she was just like yeah, have I stayed long enough? I'm like yeah, I mean you've been here for like a half hour, forty five minutes. She's like okay, cool, I'm gonna go. Like I made an appearance, and now I can leave. Like she was just chill and down to earth. Yeah. I I can't say anything. I mean that's the only interaction I've ever had with her, but yeah. she seemed cool to me. But that makes her seem like a normal human being, right? And not someone who wrote a woke dumpster fire. Yeah, I almost feel true. bad she got fired now, right? And she was so nice, like she probably. But that, that and I think a lot that's starting to make me think a lot of these people are just woke because it's popular and just like oh, um, I don't, what did Gary call these guys like cosplayers or something like that? Well, let's also consider this fact: Selma came out in 2014. 
Mm-hmm. All right. True. So this may have been 2014, 2015, around then. This was a few years back. I can't, you know, all those parties yeah. blend together. Um, but she might not have been full on woke back then. She might have just been into black issues. I mean, it's a whole thing about Martin Luther King, right? And so yeah. maybe she was just a you know educated black woman who gave a shit about this particular topic. But what happens a year later? The devil himself becomes Don't president, and they all lose orange, their fucking man. mind. So he's orange. Might have something to do with bad. that. Yeah, it's like who knew the devil was orange? They see that's funny. Why wouldn't they say something like they they suck? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they're not uh, even clever. They're not even clever enough to say something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe she just, I don't know. Maybe she had a wire go loose too. I, I don't know. When I met her, she was cool. Yeah. Now I feel What's bad. The, the FBI is here, Robert. Oh, Open no. up. Open up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Um, is, is there any interesting thing? the drugs, kids. Feds are here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, you know what? My first thought was Goodfellas and um, Karen flushing the cocaine down the <laughs> toilet. And then Harry coming back being all pissed. Karen, we needed that money. Yeah. We found it. I, I flushed. They would have never found it. <laughs> I'm Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you haven't seen Goodfellas, it's it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh my god! If you haven't seen Goodfellas, leave. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go see it. Yeah. Or after the stream, go see it. After the stream. Yeah. Oh, now he's definitely not a cop. I don't know about that, Robert. I don't know. A little suspicious now. So have you actually, wow, A Wrinkle in Time has a 4.2 on IMDb. That's hilarious. Um, have you actually ever seen this? A Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. No. It's I Disney. had no interest. See, I read the book, and the book is great. But I mean, that was back when I was probably in grammar school, middle school yeah. when I read that. But I remember really enjoying the book. Um, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure the movie's garbage, but I'm just wondering yeah. how woke is it? I don't know. <laughs> the first review on IMDb is one star titled, I want to gouge out the part of my brain that remembers this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the first review. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? Maybe that will be more interesting, even though she was apparently nice. But looking at the IMDb of Ava DuVernay. I'm looking at her IMDb. I mean, it's this is kind of she didn't really do much. She's done a bunch of a few TV episodes as a director. She's directed like a few TV episodes, um, you know, some typical stuff like I guess uh, what's a scandal and you know, yeah, um, I don't know, Battle of Versailles, something I've never heard of. Nothing that's like it's just whatever. It's just everyone kind of directs those uh, once in a while. Um, yeah. But she doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just want. I want to know how woke it is. Like, oh, she did well, the, she created the show Queen Sugar. What is Queen Sugar? Uh, follows the life of three siblings who moved to to Louisiana to claim an inheritance from their recently departed father. Oh my God! A eight hundred acre sugarcane farm. Okay. Okay. So, well, now 
as much as her stuff just sounds terrible, Tom King is indeed like a, a male film. Tom King can go fuck himself. Yes. He, yeah, he's he's super woke, super not just woke, super like impotent as a man. Like if you yes. if you, if if every character being an ineffectual like sad husband or boyfriend isn't like complete self insert. Um, you know, I, I heard you say that. that. Then that was very that made me laugh. That was very funny. Yeah. yeah, he beta yeah, he beta he's male. beyond beta. I like every single like you, you know how Gary owned a comic shop and got kicked out of three high schools and no shit, Shapiro. really. Yeah, what? It's just, it's just, didn't yeah. know that. Okay, well, that's interesting. The, the wife is a doctor, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. More and, more and characterization same, of people. Yeah, in that same way, Tom King's wife cheated on him. It's just like a thing. <laughs> he will never get over it. He will never It's an indistinguishable it. characteristic. Yes. Yes. It's just like uh, a part like of his Joe career. Rogan does DMT. Yes. <laughs> um, King's wife cheats That's, like hilarious. That's it. And it's just insane to have that to keep like to every book is a is a is um you know, Batman getting left at the altar, some character with a mommy wife crying. It's just like, get over yourself, guy. So it's it's a miracle that he won't be able to write anything. What is the deal with comics and this infestation of like political like activists and sla- like wh- why comics of all mediums? It was easy to get into. Mm. It was easy to crack because, and you know who uh, breaks it down is EVS. He 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 is this ah. these these fucking simp's. I'm, I'm not bullshitting. These no, I'm laughing simps. at such a dildo. Oh my, my Matt used, used to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I'm from Detroit. Yeah, you know she is. Oh Time man, nope. Yeah, uh, but it's um. It's just like uh, I almost lost my point because that got through me for a loop. Um, now you're saying it's easy to get into, and EVS broke it down. Oh yeah, it's easy for the people to have infiltrated the comic industry. It was very easy. There was a lot of uh, sip ass writers and thirsty ass writers who let a lot of feminists in ah. because of thirst. Okay, and then they got in. They that some of them like uh, and even uh, Gary's talked about Warren Ellis. Who let a lot of let a lot of ladies in, and maybe had a little fun with a lot of these ladies, and then got me too a little bit later after mm-hmm. they, they got in, and then they let their friends in, and then all of a sudden it's been a few years. Now they're the execs, they're the hiring managers, they're the HR, they're the they're the framework. That makes sense. So that now, makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, what I think even further than that, I think a lot of woke ideology. People don't necessarily have a strong counter argument to it. And there a lot of people are just that believe it are like a little too meek to disagree with it. So it's like yeah. they kind of get caught up in it and from that angle. Very true. What the fuck? But, the Islington girl, what the fuck is thirst for feminism? Look, I, I understand no. what you mean by that, but in certain communities, like especially like LA, like I couldn't. I, I didn't know girls who weren't feminists. Like, I, don't, I mean, I, I, I did. And those are the only women I like that were close to me. But like, 
it's everywhere. And eventually you have to have sex with someone. So <laughs> you kind of have to, you know, hide the fact that you think they're full of shit for a while, you know, so you, you get yeah. some work in cause it's, you know, you got to live. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense that a bunch of dudes like that, you know, who are like, you know, Oh yeah, no, totally. I agree. Men are terrible. Yeah. And then also no, yeah. And then there's um if you ever see Yellow Flash's strings, he starts off with Yub Nub. The guy he sings this like weird Star Wars song. He's like a fat neckbeard guy. Um he'll like show the clip of him singing. If he's the guy who helped let in a girl named Heather Antos, who was the man, not was she the editor at Marvel who couldn't edit, um, but she because she was cute. Um, and that's how she got in, basically. It's this mm-hmm. this fat guy, this fat beta orbiter who apparently did not get laid. But he, I, I don't know that he wanted to, but that's that's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's, he, no, you don't get your job in, Heather, okay. And then all of a sudden you have some crazy bitch running things. That is really interesting. It's kind of like the very nature of the guys who were like into making comic books is the reason why it was so vulnerable. Yep. Basically mm-hmm. it. That's basically it. This yeah. is it's such an interesting exploration because... If I never got into, uh, you know, like the YouTuber community, I wouldn't know about that kind of stuff just because I didn't really get into comics. So it's just a kind of there was like this revolution inside of inside of the country, inside of entertainment that I would have never known about until I started listening to people talk about it. Just kind of a silent takeover. Yeah, same here. I mean, I do have like little stories where I can look back and say, oh, man, this was super woke. I talk about the little WrestleMania story. And then even with comics, I remember reading one comic and it was so like it wasn't even the craziest woke thing comparatively. But for me, I'm like, what the fuck? Like a comic in 2018 and BLM was involved. I'm like, what the fuck does BLM have to do with superheroes? This is stupid. And just like, Mm -hmm. I'm not reading this shit anymore. Um, yeah. That wasn't even the tip of the iceberg, it turned out. But it, just as a normie, I, I saw this. It's like, this is stupid. This is Why am I reading this? That must have been insanely f- aggravating for comic book fans because comic books has always been this niche hobby that was kind of just going on in these like corners where normies and mainstream people never went and always kind of looked at like yeesh and then like the first time it starts to get normie attention it's immediately subjugated and bastardized for some ugly agenda that must have been very upsetting yeah yeah um oh man male feminists are getting killed but uh robert who's definitely not a cop asked does matt have any crazy hollywood (laughs) stories i know i saw that definitely not a cop um I you know I most to- of my like interesting Hollywood stories are just kind of like encounters, just sort of yeah. being near people and having like brief conversations. You know, like J.K. Simmons not like liking Chris Nolan, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I nothing comes to mind. If I, when it comes up, I tend to talk about it. But it's you know, yeah. I I was very much on the outskirts for my time in Hollywood. So I, I don't have too many in the belly of the beast stories. Yeah. No eyes wide I, shut I, party. No, no. I mean, I did bartend this guy's house where I was like, I feel like the next moment is going to be everyone puts on masks and this and an orgy breaks out because it was like <laughs> all these old dudes. And then all these like young chicks, like, you know, 20 and they were, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> 
And then I found out that there's these services where you can basically hire models to just come to your party. You can, you just pay them and there's like an agency and they'll just, the girls will just show up like, because they're getting money to be there and you give them drinks and food. And that's like their, that's their whole. Just like, to be sexy at a party. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was kind of pimp. Like the guy, I don't know if he was like hooking up with them, but he kind of, it was kind of like, had like a Hugh Hefner vibe. Like they were all just hanging out yeah. with him. We kind of knew him. And yeah. then like, I, I ended up making out with one of them because it was kind hey. of, it was cool to do. They're all kind of like, you know, like nudging me, like, go do it. Like, okay. If I was bartending, <laughs> like I was working, like I wasn't, yeah. wasn't an invited guest. Like, it's like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you almost you almost became part of Eyes Wide Shut Party. Maybe yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, all right. So let's. Can we? Uh, can we? Uh, I want to do the, yeah. the story. Yeah, let's get through the story. Um, after new, nearly three years of pre-production, a piece Warner Brothers has announced that they will be passing on both the Ava DuVernay and Tom King held new God, new God's film and the James Wan. Peter Saffron, Aquaman spinoff movie, The Trench, which actually, I don't really know much about The Trench, I'll be honest. Um, and Nick Wise is in the chat. Maybe he can uh, enlighten yeah. us a little bit more about The Trench. Hell, Nick Wise. Um, and the statement provided to The Hollywood Reporter uh, once again. Warner Brothers explained, as part of our DC slate, some legacy development titles, including New Guys and The Trench, will not be moving forward. Um, we Thank our partners, Ava DuVernay, Tom King, James Wan, and Peter Saffron for their time and collaboration through this process and look forward to con continue partnership with them on other DC a stories. A small SUV ready oh, for Jesus. big adventures. Oh, heavens. Oh, Hyundai oh, Kona We're sponsored by Hyundai now. This is a big development for the channel. Things are going really well here Jesus. at Foulball Productions. Hyundai. Fuck you for just stealing our advertising. It just <laughs> popped up. Yeah, you got to pay to get spots on this channel, buddy. Yeah. Damn so right. don't buy a Hyundai, anybody. I mean, you can, but don't. Don't <laughs> do it because we told you to, because we didn't. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, our partners, uh, Avery Renee, Tom King, James Wan, Peter Saffron, for the time and collaboration through this process. Look forward to the continued partnership with them on other DC stories. Their projects will remain in their skillful hands if we were able to move forward, or if we were to move forward uh, in the future. This is the nicest firing I ever heard. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll collaborate them on other stories, and if we do this in the future, we, you know, they'll still be in our hands. We're just not going to do it. And yes, Boomer Williamson. Uh, Boomer more than Gary if you, you're counting. What do you um, make of this? this is, it says boom. What do you <laughs> what do you what do you what do you make of uh of this of this canceling or whatever this is? I think this could mean you know what I don't know what to make with Warner Brothers. They're fucking all over the damn place. I don't know if they know what to make of this. I don't know if they know what they're doing. So I would like to think that this means that they have a better idea and they're just gonna get rid of uh a lot of bullshit. And they're going to focus on things that will make money. I would like to think that the Snyder Cut and Godzilla versus Kong, which it was technically a legendary movie, but they distributed, it, um, made them think, hey, you know, people want a, a, a simpler action type movie. They don't really want all this bullshit. Hmm. But I just can't help but to think Snow the Poopas Q Bird being a big towel. Big um, I can't bear <laughs> going their own way. 
Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I, I guess, you know, I would like to think that, but it could also be, hey, you know, we have a better woke idea with Ta-Nehisi Coates and um, J.J. Abrams. So I don't know which That's way That's a it good is. point. I mean, they still have Ta-Nehisi Coates doing friggin' Superman. Yeah. When was that? Do you remember when that news was? Oh, like a few weeks ago? Maybe a month yeah, ago? So it's before. It's after AT&T bought it. You know, that could oh, yeah. be kind of uh, out of the Kathleen Kennedy playbook where you just announce a project with like a really woke person attached as kind of a power play. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see like the your your organization, there's internal fighting, and you you know the yeah. non woke people are trying to take control from the woke people, and that's when Kathleen Kennedy's like, "There's going to be an all new female Star Wars show," and there and you know, clearly Absolutely. wasn't a sanctioned thing. So this could be that, you know, oh yeah, Tanahashi goes writing Superman. We made it now. We just said it. Now it's true. Yeah, and not only that, I mean that's a whole other thing because they're stuck um, because. You know, yeah, they they, they want to get rid of a lot of these Snyder characters, but they have The Rock, whose production company is already done. They already did Shazam, and they're doing a Shazam sequel, and then they're doing Black Adam and a Black Adam sequel. So all together, that means four movies in your slate are going to be produced by The Rock, and he's yeah. starring in two of them, maybe three of them. Um, So he has some say, you know what I mean? He has some yeah. pull, and he wants to have Henry Cavill in his movies. So that means it's like, okay, what are you going to have two Supermen? Are you going to just say, Rock, we're not going to do your movie how you want it, even though you produced this movie? And I'm sure he probably has eight to nine figures in his pocket or his production company does. And I for, bet he's got a good movies. goddamn contract, too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. So I can't imagine they can't. They, I, I'm sure he has enough creative control, creative pull on his own projects. that He's probably going to end up getting Henry Cavill back for his stuff. And they're yeah. probably going to end up with two Supermen. That's that's my prediction of what will end up happening. I don't see how they can get out of either. Yeah, um, you know, who knows? I mean, with this one, with the new gods going nowhere, it could the Superman Tanaishi Coates one could go nowhere too. Like that's not in yeah. production. He's just been hired to write it. That doesn't mean anything. They call it production or uh, what do they call it? Um, development hell. They yeah. call it development hell for a reason because you know these things can go on for years and years and years and who knows if it goes anywhere if it even comes to to fruition. So I I don't know. This could be encouraging. Is Warner Brothers the one that did? They did Birds of or the uh, yeah Birds of Prey movie. That is them, which was a joke and a disaster. Lost some money and and did they also do the Charlie's Angels movie? I don't who did Charlie's Angel? That's a good question because if they did, that would be a, quite a few woke movies to lose money. That, that were huge losses. So it could be yeah. they're like, all right, we're just we're not playing this game anymore. You know, we eventually have to make money because um, that's what it sounds like. I mean, the only reason they would do the Snyder Cut, I mean, other than them being like, starving for content, is that they're, you know, listen, like you guys, yeah, 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 we get it. You're going to have all these new fans and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not paying off. It's not working. And we do need income to our services. And now that we're in charge, this is what we're doing. If you don't like it, you can go right for someone else. But this is how we're running the company. Yeah. And I, I just looked. It's Sony that did Charlie's Angels. So oh, okay, Sony. Okay, okay. So Sony. Um, but they did do Birds of Prey, which yeah. was a he, that was a huge disaster uh, last year. And so much so that even though it came out like three or four months before the coof, they still tried to add, oh, well, the coof slowed it down even though it was out of theaters but it was the coup's fault like, no. what was the last 
Warner Brothers, like Batman, like like DC movie that, that was, was universally well received. And I, I already know the answer as soon as I asked the it. Dark so. Knight. <laughs> no, like the, the, dark the Joker. Knight. Joker. Oh, the Joker. You're right. The Joker. You're right. It's the yeah. Joker. I was like the Dark Knight. But before that, it's the Dark Knight. It's the Literally. Joker. And then you have like a 12 year gap. And it's still the Joker was the reason for that. So really, the yeah. Joker has been the only relevant thing for DC the past twenty years. And the Joker almost doesn't even exist in their you like it exists no. outside of the DCEU because it's it's so much different. It it maybe it's a dream, um, which yeah. I don't believe, but it's it's uh, one of those. It's clearly standalone. It's not canon really. It's just a movie that you know is an interesting exploration of the character, yeah. but it's not, they're not doing anything with that universe, which shows you how fucking stupid they are. Um, yeah. But uh, Nick brought up Wonder Woman. That's another one that 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 was. Oh, good point. First good, point good point. Well, yeah. The original Wonder Woman was extraordinarily well received and well and and was universally liked and made a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was probably the as that's far the as this answer. canon, that's the answer. But that's kind of it, right? Those are the only yeah. hits. Like they've they've bungled every single thing else that they've put out. Yeah, that's a lot of. I mean, well, okay. I I didn't see Shazam or Aquaman, but I didn't really have a desire to see them. I know they both made money. They are moderately received. People, Shazam was good. Definitely, yeah. cop, aka Robert says. But I don't know um, if they were like nailed it you know what i mean they were like yeah, yeah fine good that's about as much love as i've heard for it yeah they're, they're fun and they're fine yeah sort of things they, i don't think they i don't think either was as good or at least as beloved as wonder woman so aquaman was mixed reviews but made a fuckload of money aquaman made money because ladies like seeing jason momoa with no shirt on which is momoa moves tickets no question about it yeah sex Look, sells boy is shredded, let's be honest i mean in justice they got like jesus christ yeah, him and Cavill, I get it, man. They look like superhumans. They work Iron really Caster. hard. Hell, right. Ironcaster. But yeah, they, yeah, I they really it. do. I, I always thought Momoa, like I, I love him as Call Drogo because he's just he's just so just big and like you're like wow that that is like a a call that is like yeah. a, a horde leader. You're like oh, that guy's cool. <laughs> he, he does. He has a badass persona. He does. He does. I like he him. Does it all like well. Him. Yeah. All right, my um, friend. Well, we're going. Uh, we're at two fifteen. Is there anything else that we're uh, you wanted to get off your chest? Cover question. Uh oh, I just doxed myself. I did it. Oh no! Oh no! I, did we just oh see my the bitch face? I didn't see it. Oh my god! I knew one day I was going to do it. I didn't know it was right now. Fuck me! It was for an instant, everyone. It that stays between us. Okay. Uh, you guys draw. Shit. We're all deputizing all of you as culture crime fighters, and you have to oh, like, man. protect our I have own. A cover in my face, like part of my face. I knew because I was trying to close it out. The little thing. Fuck me! I did not think today would be the day I doxed myself. Oh man! All right. <laughs> yeah, you guys saw me. It had to. Ha it was gonna happen. It was gonna see. It. If you could, for real, Matt, there's a way to edit that out. If, uh, oh yeah, you sure. can do I can do that. Yeah, all right. all right, I appreciate it. So I saw doxing myself. No, I have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing I'll, to I'll, say at all. Yeah, uh, I don't think I do either. What did I? I heard something. Oh, you know what? There was one more thing. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me. I'm gonna try to pull it up on my phone because trying to do it on the on the Chromebook might destroy the stream. 
Um, so, okay. Bridgerton star reportedly rejected for TV role because of race. Uh, Bridgerton breakout star. I'm going to try to pronounce this. It looks like Rajay Jean Page reportedly lost a gig on Sci-Fi's Krypton after an exec argued the role could not be portrayed by a black actor. What? I'm not entirely sure where this goes, but I saw it trending on Twitter. Um, Let's see. Okay. DC Entertainment reportedly passed on Bridgerton's breakout star for the role in Sci-Fi. Krypton after okay, okay, before his star skyrocketed with the release of Shonda Rhimes' hit period drama, Page auditioned to play Superman's grandfather in the in the action program. According to the Hollywood Reporter, despite the Krypton uh, creators' reported desire to diver- diversify the DC extended universe, then DC Chief Executive Officer Jeffrey Johns allegedly said Superman's Superman's grandfather could not be black. Well, Superman. We couldn't. I mean, unless the unless Superman's black, that doesn't that make yeah. logical sense? I mean, genetics are still a thing. It, it does. Well, apparently they don't think I'm black because I'm light skinned, which is cool. Because yeah, I'm not. You're not. You're right. I'm not black. I'm not. I'm just. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm right, not. I'm not. not. I'm uh. I'm Korean I'm, actually. I'm Korean. Uh, I'm, I'm Ruth Korean. Yeah. Um. I'm from Quebec. Wait, I'm from Quebec. I'm from. I'm from anywhere. Anywhere but what I say. Anywhere but where you're from and who you are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I, like I don't get what he's saying. Like this white character, their grandfather can't not be a white person. Well, no, because that that's the genetics. Why it said, would that? Um, it says <laughs> JT. Holy crap, feed up's white. Um, <laughs> it says in a statement paraphrased Tuesday by T8 by the Hollywood Reporter. These guys love race baiting. A rep for John's defending the casting decision on the grounds that the Hollywood exec, quote, believed fans expected the character to look like a young Henry Cavill, who was white and played Superman in the DC films. Yeah, seems like a reasonable course of action. The starring role in Krypton, which ran for two seasons in 2018 and 2019, eventually went to the actor Cameron Cuff. Does anyone know who Cameron Cuff is? Um, you? I don't know. No, I've never heard of him. Cameron Cuffy with an E. Huh. And he's a white guy. He kind of looks like Henry Cavill. Yeah. Praise. These are so racist, these people. What monsters. Um, okay. On Wednesday morning, Paige posted a tweet appearing to comment on the Krypton casting process. Uh, his his uh, reps for Paige did not respond. Um, hearing about these conversation hurts no less than it did back then. Oh, I bet he's talking about the Ray Fisher thing. Oh boy. He wrote without specifically mentioning the controversy, the clarifications almost hurt more to be honest, still just doing my thing. Still. We do the work. Still. We fly. Yeah. So, but the, the role is not a black guy. Like, well, how can that be upsetting to you? It's like, what I can't well, go out for he said, a woman. He said role. this role can't be played by a black man. Therefore, he therefore racism. Therefore, racism. But I'm. I mean, I've. I was an actor. Since I don't know if you knew that about me, but I was an actor, and 
I would never, why would that bother me? Like, it's a casting choice. Like, how could I be upset by that fact? It's like, yeah, but the guy that you're supposed to, that like is your great, great grandson is, is Korean. So you can't play his grandfather. Like, oh, okay. That makes sense. It's too bad. I'd like to roll, but why would I, why would I be like, oh, this hurts this, oh, this like imbalance. It's like, what are you talking about? It's just, this is just, there's nothing here. There's no story. <laughs> Well, uh, so now I keep thinking of Superman. If Superman could have a black grandpa, isn't girl says, um, or maybe his black grandfather was caught by a white guy. Wouldn't it like, be yeah. weird though? Like, <laughs> that's funny. But wouldn't it be weird if like they just cast his great great grandfather as a black guy? Like, wouldn't you be like, wait a minute, what's up with that? That's kind of weird. Yeah, it would be like this doesn't make sense. Right. And you'd, and you'd be like, oh, it's another diversity casting. And it would take you out of the show. It's not a bad yeah. decision at all. Yeah. Uh, the Krypton revelation is one of multiple allegations leveled against Johns. Oh, this is smear campaign. In the Hollywood Reporter's new profile of actor Ray Fisher, who opened up about alleged mistreatment he experienced at the ha hands of Johns and other powerful DC figures. Yeah, this is a power play. Uh, they're just trying to get everyone in on this one. Um, okay, that makes sense. To just credit everyone there, uh, in, in, including embattled uh, director Joss Whedon, who helmed the reshoots for the Justice League. Last year on Twitter, Fisher, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is just glomming on in some kind of a power play. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? We said that earlier when we were talking about the Ray Fisher thing, that, that maybe this is all publicity. Maybe this is written by the publicist. Yeah. And I think that 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 this gives it a lot of credence that you know there's there's more to it and so this is why you know if you're critical of, of this bullshit you have a right to be i don't like defending a dc or warner brothers because they got a lot of bullshit on their own but um yeah this is ridiculous this is very ridiculous bullshit. it's utterly i mean it's just it, it it's like if it's just a power play thing and they're just trying to get rid of other uh, people okay that's one thing but they're using very real accusations and very real like real life issues to yeah. do it it's very gross it's very exploitative and it also it just kind of activates people and misleads people it's a pretty gross thing to do yeah yeah oh thundercats the, host says, uh, hit the like button thanks thundercat yeah ho. hit the like button hell okay. yeah um yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah that mean i've said it a million times they use uh all these issues, whether it's race, gender, whatever, as shields and weapons for their own yep. purposes. It's never Fucking about hell. what they say. You know, what what they say is irrelevant. Um, it's always about what they can do and what they can gain for themselves. Excuse me. It's all about what they can gain for themselves. Yeah, there's no honor in it. There's no, there's no just authentically, this is what I feel. Everything has an agenda or something behind yes. it. It's not just, yeah, it's really gross. All right, well. I just want to cover that. We can wrap it up now. Yep. Yeah. Wanted yep. to say thank you uh, to everyone who hung out. Uh, Jake D, Snorter Poop is Q Burr, The Islington Girl, F Knight SA, Sentient Dildo, You're Not Welcome, but everyone else is. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, Thundercats Ho, Ironcaster came in there at the end. Um, brightest Day, definitely not a cop. Uh, Hail Red Skull, of course, as we are all minions of that, that evil uh, overlord. We're all in his uh, coven. 32 Flavors of Nick Weiser. 
Uh, if I missed anybody, I uh, U.S. Dutch Kitty. If I missed anybody, I apologize. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Fucking a. Uh, oopsie Daisy. Ho- and hopefully you guys didn't uh, screencast me because I, I that might be the end of Vigilante Williamson. Please don't uh, do that. Did, yeah, because uh, that that would really suck. Uh, and hopefully we could, because I I'm gonna try to get the stamp because I can't. I you know I can't believe I did that because I knew it was gonna happen one of these days. That's I was so funny. Fucking, I'll try not to look when I edit it out. I mean, you could I, at some point I was probably gonna let you know like who I am and shit. I, I imagine, <laughs> so whatever. But but um, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you guys all hanging out. Uh, make sure you sub to Vig if you have not, because uh, we will be on his channel next week. So yes. If you like this show, same bad time, same bad channel, but it won't be the same bad channel. It's be Vig's channel. So take a look. Uh, and uh, this is the Culture Crime Fighters. We are a Culture Crimes Task Force so powerful, so far-reaching, not even the most dastardly of villains can escape. Our goal is to identify and defeat all culture criminals wherever they lurk and destroy them. For too long have these Cretans carried out their nefarious deeds, and we will sit for it no longer. Beware, you may commit your culture crimes, but if you do, justice will be served at the hands of the Culture Crime Fighters. Yeah. Thank you guys. Sorry, I haven't really put uh added point. But yeah, fucking villains. We're tired of your shit. Tired of it. All right, guys. See you on the next one. Be well. <laughs>